0: Welcome to He's Dead, Jim. We're enjoying Star Trek: The Original Series, one episode at a time, and this week is a very exciting event because I believe it's our first time travel episode so far. Took uh, twenty episodes to get there, so that's exciting. I'm Mick McConnell, and joining me, as always, is my wonderful New York pal Emily Lind. How are you, Emily?
1: I'm good. It is cold and rainy, but that's okay because I'm inside drinking scotch, so...
0: Awesome. Fantastic. Um, This is a rare occasion, we've sort of shifted our record time around a bit, and so we're both in the p.m. time zone, if you like. So, Emily, you're um, Saturday night in New York, and we are Sunday afternoon in Brisbane. Uh, which means I get to have a beer, which is fantastic. Peak party time. Peak party time. What's that voice? That voice is... No, not at all. Our (laughs) wonderful special guest. (laughs) Toowoomba's greatest son...
2: (laughs) Such a they have uh, officially bestowed that title on me now. By the way, Indeed. they took it off Jeffrey Rush after all the uh, <laughs> CD stuff, and now I'm in. Now I'm number one. I didn't
0: realise uh, Jeffrey Rush was from Tuam.
2: Uh, only Tuam people know that Jeffrey Rush is from Tuam. Ah, I see. He's, He's the uh, what do you call it—the uh, the official. Uh, poster boy for the Empire Theatre in Toowoomba. They've got framed photos of him up and stuff. They love Geoffrey Rush.
0: Oh wow, there big Geoffrey Rush fans. Yeah, yeah. I love so, him. so he actually grew up there, or he spent a bit of time there. Yeah, I think so. I
2: believe so. I believe that's where he's. That's where he grew up, and that's that theatre is where he got his start. That's where he did his first few plays. Back then, it was a humble little church thing, you know, like just community theatre. And then now it's this monster.
0: It's massive. It's, what? it's very important. Well, there you go. Um, not only a comedian, but also a Jeffrey Rush historian <laughs> and expert. Please welcome Nick Carr. Oh, hey, thanks for having me on. Nice to nice to meet you, Emily. <laughs> I see Nick all the time, so that's not so exciting. But uh Nick, you're our first in person guest. Yeah. Oh, it's great. It's I good guess... be here. Well on a, it could be on a technicality actually. Linda Moulton uh, was on and we had a, we had a chat about star dates. Oh, so yeah. we didn't do an official episode. Linda's coming on next week, but she'll be live from Thailand, from Thailand, where she's yeah. living now. That's it. Oh, so,
2: yeah, you guys were in the same room, and uh,
0: Thailand. Obviously. We were uh, poolside, poolside, having oh, a couple of cocktails, nice. chatting. Linda tried to explain stardates dates to me, but as <laughs> as we covered last week, it didn't sink in.
2: Well, that that that, that actually brings up a point in the episode because I have questions about stardates dates as well now because <laughs> there's a point yeah. in this episode where he makes a reference about. Have we ever talked? Can I, is it, am I jumping the gun? Am I talking No, early no, about no. too early? No, it's no, fine. He, he mentions, because as he said, it's a time travel episode. At a certain point, he's like, he makes a, Kirk makes a great joke about uh, they're talking about uh, the military officer. And he's like, you know, you're going to be in jail for 200 years. And he's like, well, that's about right. And I'm like, but the star date says like 3,113 or something. Yeah. It's like 2,200 years. It's not, this guy
0: doesn't know his maths. Captain Kirk sucks it, Matt. That. That's why he's got Spock, is it? I don't know. I, I, we, we've sort of established the start dates are made up. Uh, oh, or, yeah. Of course, they're, it's all made up. They're
1: random, it seems, at least in yeah. this first. Yeah, yeah. I think later at some point there's some sort of bullshit explanation for them, but these these episodes don't fit into that at all.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, so it just, does just make it up. Yeah. yeah, just random numbers. It seemed to be like... The early ones, like even though this aired is episode 20 it, or, or episode 19, it might have been shot early on. out of order, yeah. But it seems to be we're just sort of finding even ones that are shot later. It just depends on which script writer's writing and what Who's sort of mood attention. they're in. They're
2: not, there's, not a, there's not like a big board up in the office where they're doing the timeline out. So especially when you're having time travel episodes, I feel like you should have a board and you should be keeping track of time. I feel like that should be key. Definitely, it's yeah. It's
0: just me. Otherwise, you're getting a big mess with timeline. I mean, I have, yeah, I, mean yeah, I have
1: a lot of problems with their time travel in this episode.
0: <laughs> yeah, so many questions come up. There are a few points that I took issue with as well. Yeah, <laughs> definitely, <laughs> definitely. Some some big ones. I can't wait to hear everyone's feedback on this one. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you might. I don't know if you can hear in the background. My cats, my cats joined us today. So <laughs> Meg's crunching away. Decided to have dinner in the background. Oh right, yeah. So save it for now. If you hear a mysterious crunching noise in your in your Apple AirPods <laughs> <laughs> or your Bose, whatever they are, now what are the Doctor Dre? Oh beats, uh, uh, beats, beats yeah. yeah. So in your beats while you're cruising along, if you hear Apparently, crunching? Terrible headphones. They. are. I've got a
2: friend who's right, right in there, like audio stuff and you're getting a trash headphones really overpriced apparently so really i don't know i don't know nothing about it so
0: i bought a set of genuine beats noise cancelling headphones from the markets in kosamui in thailand <laughs> of course they're genuine
2: you, you can't see mick doing the genuine the quotation yeah. marks are
0: genuine but he is <laughs> uh and i think the second time i put them in my ears they fell apart and the battery fell out of them <laughs> <laughs> um, right it was a those markets must do a roaring trade because they're open you know, all night and they serve cocktails at the markets.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never made uh, intelligent purchasing decisions while I'm drinking a cocktail out of a bag. Yeah. They like, <laughs> <laughs> serve them in a bag. It's a plastic bag with a straw in it. They just pour it straight in the bag. And, uh, yeah, that's not when you make smart decisions. I yeah. think I the, the first year we went over to Thailand, I got a bit... I think I got my drink spiked and I think it was Oof. at that markets. I think they do it so that you make idiot purchases. You're like, "Yes, I'll buy eight Bluetooth speakers and a drone. Why not?" <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> you need it. You need it. It's it's an important thing to have in your life and it's going to work perfectly. So, why not buy it? <laughs>
2: <laughs> and it's so cheap, it'd be irresponsible financially not to buy
0: it. Yeah, yeah. and it's really safe having a device of that quality with the large battery just right in embedded in your ears. <laughs> <laughs> so it's probably for the best, it fell apart. Yeah, that's it. It did you a favour. I'm sure the real beats are better.
1: <laughs> I was just going to ask, Nick, what's your Star Trek experience?
0: Well, uh, I remember quite
2: vividly, uh, it was when I was like, Early teens, I would imagine. I think, yeah, around around 12 or 13 or something. And I, my parents finally started taking me to like M-rated movies and stuff. And I think my f- my first one was uh, the one with Patrick Stewart in The Borg. Was it First oh, Contact? Oh, wow. Is that what it is? Yeah. Oh, no, no.
1: that's the great one. Yeah, yeah.
2: Because I used to occasionally, Dad would stay up late and watch episodes of uh, was it the first Next Generation or whatever late at night, uh, and then yeah, the Borg one was a really the first, my first taste, and I'm a big Patrick Stewart fan, always have been, so I loved it, and it was, and I remember it was a, it was at that time when it was still quite you know, like with the nature, with the Borg, and it was quite dark, and especially there was one point where Patrick Stewart woke up and was sort of half Borged or something, I believe. I haven't seen it since. <laughs> it's a long time ago. But when I said I remember it vividly, I'm lying to you. Uh, I remember some of it. But I was like, I remember it being quite like, a little bit scary. Signed. Yeah, I know I saw it. I remember I remember it being like quite like a little bit scary, but like that exciting scary where I'm like, oh, I'm mm-hmm. getting to watch an adult movie. Like this is scary, but it's turning me. I'm not gonna say turning me on, but you know, it was that. <laughs> it was that sort of thing. Like I was, I was really excited. Sexy, anyway.
1: sexy Patrick Stewart, yeah, boys. getting
2: Yeah, forward. I sit next to my dad. There was a lot of confusing things in it. Like it was, it's yeah, it's tough, but it was good. Uh, I loved it. That was my first. That was my first Star Wars taste. I, I like Star, Trek. Star Trek.
0: No, we do, do that I all the time.
2: Do I get, do I get, uh, is there some sort of like rule where if I do that too many times, Mick, you hit me with a ruler or something? Or? No, no,
0: not with us. Maybe other parts, no. but no, we, we love. I mean,
1: there, there'd have to be a lot of self-harm involved because I also do a Star Wars podcast and so I, oh, d- right. I, I get it wrong all the time. you
2: are all over it. That's it. Maybe if I do it too many times, I have to share my beer with the cat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Don't feed our cat beer, Nick. Carr.
2: <laughs> never. I would never do that. <laughs>
0: Um, yeah, I like the term half-borged. You said Picard got half-borged. half-borged. I think he got full-borged. Oh,
2: did he get full-borged? Yeah, yeah fully. Oh, he should never go full-borged. <laughs> fully.
0: <laughs> no, yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah, uh, have you seen any of the, the Star Trek movies from the original cast with Kirk no. and Spock? No, 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 there's, there's a bit of tie-in with this week's episode with uh, one of those, actually, Journey Home.
2: Oh, okay, right. Oh, because this, we'll this one kind of starts... It
0: seems at like the end of another adventure. Is it like? I think they all sort of do. Okay. Yeah, it's an interesting start to this one. I like it. Yeah, it's I was I was wondering. Style.
2: Yeah, I was wondering, like, if that is, you know, like, because this is the first one I've seen in that series. I haven't rewatched them all. I think I did watch a lot of them when I was a kid, but I can't really remember them. It's too long ago. But yeah. Uh, like they start seem to start it, and I remember thinking, okay, should I have watched the one before it to know what happens, how they got in this situation, or is it just like a you know a bit like a Family Guy or Simpsons where they do a cold open where it's like, oh, we've just come back from another adventure or something, but you don't need to, you know, it's just ran like it's just made up.
0: Yeah, most of them are they're self contained episodes okay, in the series. Yeah. There's, there's a couple of two parters, but you get a big yeah to be continued. Okay, this yeah. one
1: is this one is interesting because originally. This one was going to be the second part of another episode, um, one okay. called "The Naked Time," and it sort of yeah, okay. like that's not specifically like we're going back in time episode, but it does have like some weird stuff going on where they're like some sort of space disease that sort of makes them drunk. And then it has it has like this yeah it has this kind of like ending where it looks like something's going to happen and then it doesn't because it they, like it, at, the of, at the end of that episode they are sent back 3 days in time to like before that happened. And so that this yeah. episode would make sense if they had decided to instead of 3 days it was, you know, a couple of centuries but for whatever reason they didn't, and so now this is just uh, randomly thrown back in time.
0: Yeah, they lost control. They didn't know what they were doing. That makes perfect sense because I remember at the end of Naked Time now that was it was like at the very end they introduced time travel within like the last minute of the episode. Okay. And all of a sudden it's like starting up a brand new story, so that, yeah. that makes perfect sense. So is sense Naked
2: there. Time earlier in the
0: series? It, yeah, or? yeah, it oh, definitely, okay. it yeah. Screen, yeah, it, it um it aired earlier in the series. Seems uh, like the sort of thing that would be fixed if they had a fucking whiteboard. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, Someone in charge of yeah. continuity. <laughs>
2: no, or a corkboard with like the little red strings going back and forth to it, like connecting the timeline so they all know exactly where it's going. Yeah, anyway, this is how I'd, I'm going to go back in time and fix Star Trek. That's what I'm going to do.
0: Well, <laughs> it seems like you'd be a good choice to do it. That's a good pick up. Because, <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I, didn't, I didn't pick up that, that hang on, this is following on from another story. So it there you felt go. like it. Yeah, yeah. it was like, because
2: they're, they're just talking about how hectic it was at the start. They're like, oh, yeah, no, yeah. we've only just survived. Also, why don't they – I mean, again, this is my first foray into Star Trek uh, critique, but uh, has anyone brought up at what point in our future do we just abandon seatbelts?
0: Yeah, we <laughs> talked, talked a bit about okay. the seatbelts. Yeah. A couple of episodes ago, they had um, basically a waitress serving them coffee and just – Cups with no lids, no seat belts (laughs) in this place where, like, regularly everyone's being tipped upside down. (laughs) Just
1: sitting, just sitting on the, like, probably what, like, billion dollar computer equipment.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's it. They're just gonna fall over. That's they. There was like one point towards the end of this episode where they spent a good, I think, two and a half minutes just falling backwards and forth. You're like, no one. No one's even thinks maybe if I just hold something. <laughs> I don't know. They're just fine with falling around anyway. Makes uh, that, that frustrated me. That was why I, think I was like, just put, just grab onto something. Wear seatbelts because they're just falling back and forth the whole time. It was
0: crazy. Anyway, that persists um, with next generation. So like a, another century or two,
1: <laughs> still no seatbelts. Yeah,
0: uh, yeah, and yep, even Voyager, so, all the others, no seatbelts. No seatbelts. Yeah. So even, but even if we look at it in like within
2: the time difference. You know, because obviously early TV, you know, they made mistakes they didn't think to pick up on continuity and stuff like that. But then, so, like, even the time difference between, like, in our time, between when those two seasons or those two series were made, like, how, when was the
0: difference? Uh, next Generation was 80s. So, 80s. And so, and finished early 90s, I think, so. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, like, still.
1: So, like, about so 20 years, like, enough 20 years. Yeah. We were more yeah. concerned about health and safety, certainly.
0: Oh,
2: h s was a thing then. They should have been like, well... Yeah, seatbelts were yeah, a thing.
0: seatbelts were a thing. I, I think it's just fun to see people be thrown around. It is, um, yeah, definitely. I, <laughs> I know, yeah, there's, uh, there's a couple of uh, times where I've, yeah, like some of the officers would just, like, they've smashed their heads on the consoles. Yeah. Like, so, so, there is actually some good acting and a lot of just crazy acting.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's just weird. Well, I thought it might have been a bit intentional at the start of this one because as Kirk goes to help up Uhura, you see you get a big undies flash. Oh, like, really? Yeah, big, I, noticed I noticed that. I was I just like, one. Jesus yeah.
1: Christ, it's pretty
3: Yeah.
1: And it's like the only was, thing she gets to do this episode, basically.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah. She She played a few audio cues or something, but other than that, yeah, you just see a flash of undies and that's
0: it. I was like, all right. Right. Yeah. Good job. Good hey. job. <laughs> <There's a> few, <laughs> I'm in. There's a few wild things in this episode. Um so I just want to ask, so are you into other sci fi? you into Star Wars? Yeah,
2: or? I am. I am. I'm not um I'm not hardcore, but I, I, I do love it. Like I was a big star yeah, big star Wars. actually more I was always more Star Wars than Star Trek. Um always went and saw those, you know, in the cinemas when I could. Like and I remember even in the, was it the '90s, whatever, when they redid the the, the like they digitally remastered the original trilogy. Yeah, yep. Yeah, I remember going to see every single one of them with dad. Like it was always an exciting thing. That was good. Used to watch rewatch New Hope constantly. I don't think we had the others. Oh no, we had a New Hope and we had Jedi Strikes Back on uh, like VHS, but we didn't have Empire Strikes Back. So oh,
0: so you had Return of the Jedi. Return of yeah, the Jedi. Yeah, yep. Sorry, yeah,
2: yeah, Sorry. yeah. I've what, been drinking.
0: What do you think about like the the added CGI they had in those movies, like? Jab of uh, the hut getting added into the to a new hope. And- yeah. Uh
2: yeah, yeah look it's fine. Like, I didn't <laughs> love it, but it was all right. You know, like, like to, it didn't You're allowed to mad. say that
1: you hate it. It's fine.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Look I was it was a bit like ugh, you know, but like you know, it didn't make me mad. I don't get mad about stuff like that. I'm like, alright, they had a they had a crack. It's fine.
0: Yeah. yeah. I, I think like now the general consensus is it's terrible but i've just sort of lately been reflecting on like at the time i was about i think it was about 17 when the when a new hope got re-released and it was exciting at the time like to see just see this extra jabber even though it doesn't make any sense and i think it sort of ruins the surprise of jabber yeah yeah. on so it's slightly more scary when you just hear him talked about yeah but i don't know at the time it was just CGI was kind of cool, I think. Well, yeah. and I yeah. we you just watch...
1: got to see Star Wars in theatres. That was pretty fucking cool.
2: Yeah, that yeah, was awesome. That was sick. Yeah, yeah, that was definitely very cool. Very big fan of that. Definitely, definitely. Other than that, star, like heaps, I, I used to watch Stargate like every episode. Like I was really – because that was another one, the, the original Stargate movie. That was another one of those movies I saw with Dad when I was like, you know, a young teenager. I love that movie. Yeah, yeah, so good, so good. And even the show I loved up until – I think it was towards the end of the final season where I started to go, they've had three episodes in a row where it's just different versions of them being cloned. Like, oh, we've all been <laughs> cloned. Oh, we're all robots. Oh, now we're possessed by aliens in bodies.
0: Look exactly. Like-. And I'm like, oh, this is the same shit. So getting so, to the point that where they've run out of ideas yeah, completely. Yeah, it's
2: like just just finish it. Just kill them all or something. I like don't <laughs> have something happen. Like, just, I don't know. Or
0: well, maybe you need to just. Empty out the writers' room and start again. Yeah. <laughs> I don't
2: know. Yeah, clean house. Yeah, that's it. You're all sacked. <laughs> that's it. Three clone <laughs> episodes in a row. Nah, you're gone. That's, you've done your, that's three strikes, boys. You're out. No more pitches. Yeah, but no. Man, I was big sci-fi. Oh, look, I love, I love. I do love sci-fi, but I just don't. Uh, you know. Uh, yeah, I don't ever go hard on anything. I suppose. That's fine. Right. No, you don't have to. Never go hard. deep
0: dive. This yeah. um, this has been interesting because a lot of people we've had on, like uh. Maybe not seen a lot of sci-fi. A lot of people never seen Star Trek at all, or definitely oh, really, yeah. not seen the original series. So it's interesting. that It's been fun, sort of introducing people to this. And, yeah, getting fresh yeah. eyes on it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's it. That's it. it. It's a fun series.
2: Um, it is good fun. Watch. Like I was watching it on the bus, and normally there's no good experience on the bus, <laughs> but uh, it was fun. I had a good time. Like I was, I was enjoying it. That, that episode, I did enjoy it overall. Yeah.
0: Nice. With, so, what, what was your choice of headphones on the bus? Well, actually... Kosamui Market Speaks. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I've still got my uh, Pixel 2,
2: uh, uh, you know, the ones that come in the box, like the a genuine part. A oh, genuine nice. Pixel headphones, but I forgot, and luckily the bus was very densely, uh, sorry, sparsely populated today, so I could just sit away from everybody else and just have it on low volume with the subtitles. So I didn't get the full experience of the score, I couldn't hear the music real well, which I think probably would have added to the experience, but I just had to be quiet and try
0: not to piss everyone on the bus off. So. Right, righto, we can fill you in on some of the music cues. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Oh, so you were that guy on the bus. <laughs> I had to be this time. Normally, I never am,
2: but I, like, normally I just go, oh, well, I'm on the bus, I've got no headphones, I'll just sleep. Did but, it, no, no one came and sat next to you and go, oh, I like this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no, there was only like... Two old ladies, one of which, uh, my favourite thing ever happened, because the other day I was in my kitchen, I opened a bottle of um, soda water from the fridge. I hadn't shaken it up at all and it just exploded everywhere and I felt like a real idiot until this old lady sitting in front of me did that on the bus. it oh. just exploded soda water all over herself. Oh, no. So bus. exciting. So it was real good. It was real good. Uh, that was great, yeah. And then there's just a couple of weirdos. up. There's always a couple of weirdos at the back, so. That's it. I've learnt now. It's not the cool kids that sit on the back of the bus. It's weirdos. <laughs> it's always weirdos. And they always sit up the back. Yeah, there yeah. That's it. I mean, I stopped sitting at the back because I did not want to be associated with the rest of the weirdos. There so you go. Now I'm a mid bus guy.
0: That's a problem because the weirdos are behind you and you can't see what they're pl- plotting. Oh
2: shit! I didn't <laughs> think of that, Mick. Ah oh, no!
0: You've ruined the bus. You're gonna have me. to get. You're gonna have to claim the back seat first.
2: <laughs> get on. Take early. the back seat back. I'm Mick, never on time.
0: Damn. Yeah, all right. Um, do one. the buses still
2: have TVs? Okay. No, they, they make a point now of saying we as company policy we don't play any radio or TVs so that you can just all enjoy your own stuff. Yeah, I suppose I see
0: everyone's got, got their got a decent data connection on their phone. Now. They've got
2: Wi Fi on the bus,
0: so you can just Netflix oh, the whole way. Oh man. Yeah, yeah. There was something awesome about watching videos on the bus back in the day. Yeah. On school trips and that. Yeah. For some reason it always seemed to be groundhog day. <laughs> yeah. They had to
2: go There's only like they have to go with movies that are very safe but still fun. Yeah. There's only a couple of them that really are like you can just trust that hey, there's nothing yeah, there's not not nothing too horrific for kids, but you know, they'll still enjoy it. Everyone'll yeah. have a good time. Adults enjoy it as well.
0: Yeah, something classic about that. It's different to the in-flight movies, you could have something to suit all tastes.
2: Yeah, was that was that an experience in the states, Emily? Is that like, do you did you on the school bus or like on an excursion have uh have like um, the videos? I'm
1: trying to think because we did a couple of like gong haul trips when I was in school that were pretty miserable. Like when you're driving, uh, uh, like we went down to. Alabama one time which was probably like a 15 hour bus trip which is super not fun oh wow but yeah like there was there yeah. were there were videos that they would play it was always shit because it was whatever our teachers chose but I can't I can't yeah. think of any yeah. particular examples safe
2: choices I uh, when I went down to I was in the states few years ago and I went to Florida to go to Disney World and they pick you up in the, at the airport in the official Disney World buses. Like they have their own bus rank, oh, know, sweet. just pumping people straight out of the Florida airport. And they have promotional videos a whole way on the bus to oh, Disney World, and it's promoting Disney World. And you're like, I'm on the bus because I'm already going to Disney World. You don't need to sell me on it anymore like i i'm in i'm bought in like i'm not am not going i'm not in the disney world bus because i'm going to florida for business like i'm going
0: there to go to fucking disney world is it just to get you pumped
2: yeah it did have that feel like it you know it kept really pushing that this is the land of magic sort of thing like you know it really it made it sound like the finest thing and they did also advertise their cruise they have Disney cruises. Yeah. They advertise them pretty heavily as well. It made me want to have kids so I could go on a Disney cruise so I could give the caretakers my kids while <laughs> on the Disney cruise.
1: <laughs> well, you definitely can't go on a Disney cruise without kids. I mean, p- technically yeah. people do, but it's, it's weird.
2: I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be that guy.
1: <laughs> this, this, this single guy on the Disney cruise, it's not, it's oh, not oh, a good one.
2: <laughs> Try to pick up? Red flag. Hoping, uh, hoping to chat up Minnie Mouse. <laughs> 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 hey, I know you're not allowed to, uh, you know, like uh, talk to,
0: had uh, a uh, cruise uh, passengers, but uh, what are you doing, Minnie, after the show? Like, can I catch up
2: for a beer in the bar? Or...
0: <laughs> it's uh, it's 2018. Anyone could play gin. Could play Minnie Mouse now. That's it. You don't know what you're gonna get. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's, it. that's what turns me on. Me. I mean, that's Excellent. not. <laughs> Open-minded Nick Carr.
3: <laughs>
2: you never know what you're gonna get. I like some. No, I don't know.
0: Emily, Emily, have you been to the the Disney parks?
1: I've I went when I was like nine or ten. My grandparents took us. I don't remember much of it except like the day we got. We went to Epcot Center. I got. Super sick and had to go back to the hotel mm. and just sleep all day.
0: Yeah. Oh man,
2: that's a bummer. Yeah, some of the food I had there did make me. I had a couple of incidences at, with food at the Disney World parks that were, at the, it's just really salty and oily. And I think in Australia a few years ago, we made the choice, uh, like Macas and that, I think did it, where we switched to like vegetable and, and canola oil on a lot of stuff when they were frying it. In America, it's still just whatever greasy oil is left in the tank there's a few things that were just too greasy and I don't, I don't have like a weak stomach but it ruined me there's a few times where i was like oof i need to lie down so i get i feel your pain i feel i think we had burgers at epcot center as well that made me real rough real
0: rough so you're saying we're no longer tough enough to handle as australians we're no longer tough enough and conditioned to handle disneyland
2: no
0: <laughs> disneyland food no you have to eat externally that's
2: it just bring your own yeah, well. snacks I just ended up just buying stuff from like chips from the vending machine because I knew I could trust the chips. They never let me down. Good old seat, you know, like Doritos and stuff. They've never let me (laughs) down.
1: Doritos are your healthy option.
2: (laughs) (laughs) The only things I could keep down. Man,
0: I'd struggle. I've I've been on a like a shake diet the last couple of weeks, a few weeks. It's been good so far, but sort of a lot of salads and just a bit of lean meat and that sort of thing. So this. Beer is some of the first carbs I've had in a while, so this anything could happen. So tomorrow you'll be ready to run a marathon. Oh yeah, carbo loading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I'm doing. I'm trying real hard not to burp for this microphone. No, that's but I'm going to do it. We're... Just going to let it go. Sorry, Emily. That's fine. Just, just go for it. <laughs> cool, I'll yeah. just run the burp filter over it when we're done. <laughs> So this week we watch Tomorrow is Yesterday, which is episode 19 from season one, and Netflix it's episode 20. The original air date on NBC was January 26, 1967, and the start date from this one is 3,113.2, which doesn't make any sense. Uh, it was directed by... Michael O'Harely, Michael, I don't know, it's a good Irish name, (laughs) Michael O'Herlihy, I'm going to go with O'Herlihy, that sounds Sounds Irish, Um, who also directed episodes of Gunsmoke, Maverick, Hawaii, Five-O, MASH and The A-Team. Oh shit, so he was a real expert. Yeah, seemed to be a lot of these directors had got to do all the fun TV shows. I hope he
2: also wasn't the fight choreographer in this episode,
0: I'm not... (laughs) <laughs> no, well, I guess in a way he, he was. I don't think they had anyone else there, to be honest. Yeah, it felt,
2: it felt like that. It felt like someone choreogra- uh, choreographing this fight has never actually been in a fight. They can tell that. They don't know. Yeah. It, was, it was bad. But
0: anyway, yeah. This episode's a bit Jumping of a comedy, so I think stylistically you can probably get away with it. It's meant to be a farce. It's meant to be ridiculous. I think yeah. so, yeah. So it was written by Dorothy Fontana, who's credited as DC Fontana, um, and... I believe she served as the story editor for for the the whole series for the first two seasons.
1: And she also wrote she wrote the pilot for Next Generation. Oh, okay,
0: cool. oh, excellent. Yeah. yeah.
2: Do they did she? Go, I mean, this is uh, just a question of the uh, political question, I suppose. Did she go by DC because people wouldn't have watched an episode by a woman? Is that I wondered that. Yeah, yeah. I, that's surely that's got to be the reason. Because I yeah.
1: mean, that's probably yeah, probably in terms of hiring. That helped.
2: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, DC. <laughs> Didn't put gender on the old application form, just yeah. DC. Because that sounds, DC Fontana is a like a strong name. That yeah. That sounds cool. I remember seeing that on the screen
0: afterwards and I'm like, I bet they do cool shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. DC yeah.
2: Fontana. That's cool. Yeah. It's a cool
0: name. So, yeah, it sounds like a detective constable Fontana. <laughs> God damn it, I want results.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're crazy, DC. We can't have you on the force. You're a loose cannon.
0: <laughs> um. So yeah, it's interesting that with uh, yeah, it, apparently Gene Roddenberry brought Dorothy on to yeah to work on next gen, but they had a bit of a falling out. Oh, okay. Um, and I think maybe she came back and wrote some later episodes as well. Oh yeah. Because um, who Gene Roddenberry?
2: It, I I recognise that name, but I so he's the I, creator
0: of star trek okay right, um yeah, yeah. he he's one of those big picture guys okay yeah. um but sounds like a little bit hard to work with particularly okay. i think he left the original series after the second season um, okay he, you know, wasn't getting along with the network or whatever yeah um when he came back to do and they only did one more season anyway so oh, yeah, yeah. um uh when he came back to do next gen it sounded like he had to do a fair bit of work to try and clean himself up, get off the drink, get off whatever. Oh, it was. okay, right. Yeah, that's so, he was one of those. Yeah, 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 so I don't think he was in the best state, and it sounded like he was, you know, pretty difficult to work with. Uh, there's a there's a good doco called I think it's called Trouble on the Bridge, which is actually made by, narrated by, and sort of hosted by William Shatner, and it's done by his company, but it's about. Next Gen <laughs> and about the the issues they had in the writer's room. It's actually it's pretty interesting. Oh, really? really. That does sound good. That's, that does sound good. I like that stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, he, I'm not sure. Emily, do you know how many seasons into Next Generation before Gene Roddenberry died?
1: Oh, I don't remember. Um, He died in... That's so weird because I remember, like, when I was a kid, like, hearing He died in 91. So, that would have been what? Like, the... Oof middle of the run?
0: Yeah, I'm going to guess so. So it definitely it found its found its legs before, like, while he was still involved, I'm guessing, mm. unless he stepped back. But I, I know things things were tense to start off with. Right. And he's one of those people, yeah, big vision guy. None of this would exist without him. Yeah. And even, like, Next Generation is incredibly woke. Like, it's very... Visionary, oh, really? and yeah. and that's all him, so it's all okay, thanks yeah. to him. So, even though he was, you know, sort of that both sides of the coin, even though he's probably yeah. hard to work with, it's because he has strong like vision, doesn't, yeah, doesn't get done, it doesn't happen without those guys, yeah, yeah. That's it, yep. that's it. Um, so we start this episode, we're on a 1960s US Air Force base, and uh, the you know, the radar trackers or whatever have detected a UFO. And they scramble fighter jets to go and intercept. And these are cool silver, like, 60s fighter jets. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I don't know if they were all like that. Then you sort of, when you think of fighter jets, you think of, like, Top Gun or whatever, and they're in some sort of camo colors or something. Yeah, yeah. These are sort of shiny, bare metal, almost chrome. Yeah,
2: yeah, it was. But you only got a real uh, real brief glimpse of the fighter jet as well. I, yeah. I felt like it was real, like, sort of real bad, poor, view of it flying out there and that was, was the one shot and then they replayed the same shot later in the episode obviously because it's time travel but that was it It was only two quick flashes really i felt i wanted to yeah. see more of the
0: plane there's a, there's a little bit of just on the runway but yeah it is pretty quick mm. it's a very quick yeah. open and then straight to credits straight it's pretty it, exciting yeah. we see the enterprise flying across a blue sky with clouds and uh, that's the enterprise we find out is their ufo and then we roll the opening so we find out the Enterprise was en route to uh, Starbase 9 for resupply. Could this be Deep Space Nine?
1: No, because Deep Space Nine was a Cardassian station that the Federation sort of took over later. It was called Terak Nor. God, it's such a fucking dork.
0: <laughs> no, no, this this is... Thank, <laughs> thank God for you. Otherwise, I'd just, I'd and just I... retcon and make stuff up. So, okay, so... I, I thought it was the other guys that made Jorans or whatever. We're just going to nerd out here for a no, second. I was
2: going to say, I, just, I, I preferred that Starbase uh, before it married Kanye. But anyway.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a few Cardassian few jokes there. No, um, I, can't, I can never remember which one is the reality show family and which one is They the were going to dock there, but they <laughs> had trouble
2: keeping up with uh, no.
0: oh, so, that.
1: That's sort of half of a joke.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's mostly what I do.
0: <laughs> so Cardassians were a particularly militant sort of race of aliens and they're at war <laughs> with everybody. Um so I i take it, yeah, at this point in history humans wouldn't have known about Cardassians.
1: No. Nope. Well definitely
0: there weren't something that was invented until like next gen.
1: Yeah, we didn't hear about them until the next generation. But yeah, they were they were space Nazis and they had con- yeah, yeah. Well, no, say, yeah, like yeah. like overtly like they they occupied the planet of bajor and they use that a lot for their like in, in Deep space nine but also in next generation that becomes their fascist um allegory because you even have like resistance uh, yeah. groups that do bombings and stuff and just, yeah. Ah, okay. yeah, they use them a lot. Did
2: they fund their world domination uh, attempts with makeup lines? <laughs> <laughs> Is that how they did it? That's how they started?
1: You know, they never went do that, but that's how, that's how I'm going to imagine it now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> to just started it off it as just this small one young girl's, you know, lip liner company, and then they t- the world domination became a thing. Uh-oh. Just obsessed with power.
0: Man, I'm scared. I'm so scared now. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so before I made that um, genius link between something that has nine in the name (laughs) and another thing that has nine in the name. All
1: all things with nine are the same thing.
0: That's it. So they were en route to Starbase 9 for resupply when a black star of high gravitational attraction began pulling them in it required all warp power in reverse to pull away from the star but like according to kirk and his captain slog like snapping a rubber band the breakaway sent us plunging through space out of control so I like the so use they So of... they
1: still have rubber bands in the future.
0: Yeah, that's true. Wow, actually I, yeah, I didn't thought of that at all. Yeah. That's yeah, it's like the fan belt that drives the warp engine or something. <laughs> <like that. laughs> I don't know. What else uh, do they? Use? What else would they use to flick staples at their coworkers? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, they don't care about. There's no rules on the bridge, so they're definitely just flicking stuff and throwing stuff at each other, <laughs> tipping Makes coffee sense. into the console. They <laughs> might as well just yeah, just have beers constantly, just be smashing beers. Well, well wasn't I mean, Kirk wasn't he? Uh, what do you call him? Shatner wasn't he a drunk
2: anyway? When he would have been drinking, was that? Am I getting my stories confused?
0: I I haven't heard that before, but okay, I suppose so everybody just... enjoins us. A drink? He's one of those often you see the Kirk character and going to cool sixties parties with those old school champagne glasses and cocktail glasses. I was into it. Uh, do we know anything about Shatner and alcoholism?
1: Um not of the top of my head, okay. but I mean, it, it was. I feel like in the late sixties, yeah, probably everybody was. Okay, I mean, this There's
2: coming, something I'm just making up. This
0: coming from Nick Car, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. pot kettle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's fair. fine. Maybe that's how it, it is, is now. Make...
1: Fact. We're, <laughs> yeah. we're going to. I don't it's know if canon. that was ever even a rumor, but right. now, right. now it's. What now happened.
0: it is. <laughs> I would like I to distance see my myself from this. I do not believe it is fact. Oh, really? You're just not saying, well, No,
2: I am. I'm making the hard call. He a drunk. No, I can see my own kind. I can see it in his eyes. I know because I see that look in the mirror every day.
0: So, <laughs> so they're plunging out of control through space um, on the bridge. Oh, he was out of control, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Weren't we all uh, on the bridge? Spock picks her up off the floor. Uh, their warp engines are broken. That's when you get. That's when you see the sweet undies flash. That's oh, there you go. Head. It's right there. See, I had my head down taking notes. First couple Priorities. of, of episodes, so I was like, "Ooh, <laughs> undies Sorry. on the bus." <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> excuse myself to the lavatory for a minute. Oh, oh, Sorry, I'm ruining your podcast.
0: This
2: is... hey, not a good at fun. all. Thanks for having me on. I'll see you later. <laughs>
0: they're orbiting Earth at a very low orbit and uh, they can't, they're trying to get hold of Starfleet on the radio, they can't get them. Um, They pick up a local radio station and get a news broadcast and then they realise they've travelled back in time to the launch of the first manned moon mission. So they're not calling it Apollo, but they call it the moonshot.
2: The moonshot is yeah. about to
0: happen. I don't know <laughs> if it stays away or very soon. That's exciting. I
2: don't know why people feel that Paul always has to finish in a moonshot. I'm <laughs> <laughs> <I don't
0: know. laughs> no, sorry. Um, a fighter oh, apart- No, I'm oh, just thinking
1: about like low gravity porn and like the <laughs> disgusting implications of that.
2: you got to stand at one side of the starship with low gravity and try and shoot and get it through <laughs> a net at the other end. <laughs> Someone's just holding the moon and you got to hit. I don't know. <laughs> sorry. I'll-
0: Is this a family podcast? Should- no. I- okay, good. You should be a director, Nick Carr. Sorry. You should be a director.
2: Director, I should, yeah. I would pay attention to timelines. That would bug the shit out
0: of me. Yeah, anyway. So a fighter pilot goes after the Enterprise while it's slowly heading to a higher orbit with its impulse engines and uh, Spock scans the fighter jet and determines it's equipped with missiles, possibly nuclear, and uh, the Enterprise is in a pretty bad way so it might not be able to survive an attack. Do fighter jets normally carry nuclear I, missiles? No.
2: No, that was something I thought was a bit like a nuclear warhead. I mean, they might, but it would, that'd be like preloaded. It'd be like a conscious decision. They'd be like, okay, yeah, we're going to bomb Russia or China. You know, like we're going to do it. Like it'd be a big thing. They wouldn't just, you wouldn't be like, oh shit, there's a UFO. Maybe throw on the nuke. Like you got to be pretty sure you want to use a nuke before you use a nuke. It wouldn't would be imagine. like
0: standard inventory, would it?
2: I wouldn't think so. It wouldn't be standard fit out on a ship. It'd be a big fucking. I don't know. Maybe, maybe in the sixties
0: they're like, "Fuck it." <laughs> <laughs> see, let's see what happens. Well, maybe this is—I don't know—the elite uh, air force UFO squad. Maybe they. Get yeah, mixed. maybe that's it. They're like, we don't know what we
2: actually. You know what? Actually, now you say it like that. You're like, you don't. We don't know what we're up against. You know, in uh, in Independence Day, I learned that just normal missiles didn't do enough damage. You know, you probably yeah. do need. Maybe you need to throw a nuke. You. you don't know what you don't know until you try it. You know, until you get there. That. Yeah.
0: That's it. You need Will Smith. As, <laughs> uh, oh man, Mental blank. You need the Fly. Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> How can I forget Jeff Goldblum? I'm so terrible sacrilege. at remembering anything. I oh, know sacrilege. So you need him there to infect the ship with a virus. Mm. You know what he did? You know they, they cut
2: they cut that scene out. But when they originally filmed Independence Day, instead of the virus, you know he was like, "I'm going to infect this dance." with the virus of funk and then he just danced on the <laughs> him and Will Smith did instead of just a hip hop dance break dance on the console the alien thing brought the whole thing fucking down.
0: Oh wow. So Jeff Goldblum, he was yeah. the loose dancer, not not Will Smith. Opened up. Yeah,
2: no, that Will Smith joined in. Goldblum uh did the undid the first couple of buttons on his shirt. Oh, so it's just a little bit of chest hair, not too much. Just, just classy just a little amount
1: bit. of chest hair. And then
2: he broke it down. Yeah, yeah. Look cl-
0: yeah. And all the aliens fainted.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they all were too busy Non-stop coming and just
0: crashed their ships.
2: <laughs> I couldn't do it. Too like, many orgasms.
0: I like the original version. <laughs> I, 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 uh, I'm a fan of the director's cut. But <laughs> yeah, no. I, I, well, that's what I mean. I like I like the original screenplay you're describing. <laughs> yeah, I wish yeah. they stuck with that. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's much better. Much better movie. But uh, yeah, I don't know.
2: So yeah, that was one. That was my first big thing. I was like, I was like, oh, nuclear warhead, really? But okay, but maybe I don't
0: know. Sounds, sounds dangerous. Doesn't sound something like something you'd load in a hurry when these jets are scrambling. <laughs> um, Kirk orders Scotty to hold the jet in place with a tractor beam, but the uh, 1960s fighter jet is not strong enough to withstand the beam and it breaks up and they beam the pilot on board the Enterprise just in time. Just in time. Is that when the credits roll? Was it then? Uh, No, I think we've already had, yeah, we already had the intro just before that. Oh, okay. If my memory serves me correctly, Mm. Uh, the pilot beams in with his back to us and he's he's in the transporter room in an orange jumpsuit with his helmet and oxygen mask on. (laughs) And that sort of made me wonder like, the oxygen mask has got a hose and stuff hanging off it. Like, at what point do you determine what comes with you? And yeah. what, what, what doesn't? Like, yeah. if he's got the oxygen mask and the hose, why doesn't he have the whole cockpit and the oxygen tank and the seat? Yeah.
1: Well, also, and- he's standing up.
0: Yeah, that's right. sitting
2: down. And, yeah, everybody else that they beam up is in the position they're in. Yeah. He's also just facing the wall and just stays there for a bit. (laughs) It takes him a
0: while before he actually turns around to look. Yeah. He just faces the wall. He just stays there. Whereas everybody else just beams up casually facing the right way. So I think the transporter somehow (laughs) determines if you're naive and don't understand the future, (laughs) it's being up facing backwards.
2: So at this point, Spock said, don't use the tractor beam. Kirk said, Mm. fuck you, I'm going to use the tractor beam. Then when the tractor beam started to break the ship apart, Spock says, and and Kirk says, beam him up. Spock's like, oh, maybe we shouldn't beam him up. And then he beams him up, and that's when the problems start. Is most of Star Trek, is the the plot of Star Trek mostly pushed on by uh, Kirk ignoring Spock? Is that how it works? Yes, Yes. definitely
0: with this original series. Mm. Um, That's
2: frustrating. Like, Spock's meant to be so smart. But anyway,
0: sorry. I was just going to say, later on in, like in next generation, they've got this concept called the Prime Directive, which means that basically they never interfere with another culture. Okay. If, if it hasn't evolved yet, basically if they haven't developed, you know, warp space flight, then they don't interfere. They translate it alone. Yeah. They have to go to that planet. They wear disguises and blend in. Okay. Use a translator. Wear so, giant lizard man costumes. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. exactly. They're hanging out with the Gorn.
3: Yeah.
0: Uh, well, the Gorn, the Gorn have warp space flight. They've just got prehistoric outfits. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, basically, I think in this one they're less concerned about contaminating a primitive culture, and they're just worried about messing up their own timeline. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, the the ideal thing to do at this point would be okay. We've, they've messed up, destroyed his plane. Beam him on board for safety, and then just beam, beam him, straight him straight back. back exactly, just her. straight back. Yeah,
2: just put him on the ground. Everyone will be like, "What?" He'll be like, He'll be like, what?" And no one will know any better. And then and you just splat- he just miraculously
1: <laughs> yeah. survived. That yeah. you could have like the enter- like the little bit of the Enterprise you saw could be like a near death experience. Yeah, everything's yeah. good. Yep.
2: Yeah, exactly. I mean, it would have made a much more boring episode for us, to Watchers, because then <laughs> no, no, it just right. would have been them floating around in Earth's atmosphere for a bit, just going like, hey, so um, you fixed those warp drives yet? Nah. <laughs> All right, well, let us know. <laughs> <laughs> Keep us updated, or I'm just going to go, I don't know, drink some beer. Do they have a bar on the Enterprise? Is there like a
0: crew bar? They do. They've got the the officers' mess. I guess it is. On oh, this okay. one. Yeah. Is there an um,
2: episode where they'll get too drunk at the Enterprise Christmas party and Kirk gets a bit handsy?
0: All this there's talk of Christmas parties past. Oh, okay. Kirk That's has cool. to spend uncomfortable you know trips to a planet with uh, with old Christmas party flames and stuff. <laughs> <like that. laughs> so yeah, there's there's a little bit of that. Um, it seems to be they hang out there. Spock plays the Vulcan harp and Uhura sings. Oh, okay. And they, what's the drink of choice in this? Is it sari and brandy or something like that, I think? (laughs) Yeah. Which comes in a weird bottle. Is that why Kirk always, I mean, the red shirts always die, obviously, is it because he
2: takes them down after he's molested them at a Christmas party just to get rid of them? (laughs) Is that how he does it? He's like, oh, no. Uh, Hey, come down on this planet, this mission. It'll be fine. We'll be heaps safe. Don't even stress. And then he just lets bad things happen to him because he's like, well,
0: no one's going to know now. That's how he makes it go away. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I don't. know You get a commemorative red shirt to wear <laughs> after <laughs> after a night with Kirk. Yeah, at the end he's like, "All right, thanks for last night. Obviously, I'm captain, so we got to keep this quiet. But to remember me,
3: have this red shirt
0: <laughs> with a target on it. <laughs> Yikes." this suddenly kirk suddenly got a lot darker (laughs) (laughs) yeah try watching it now okay so the pilot's just beamed on board kirk comes uh alone into the transporter room to greet him and uh the pilot says he's captain john christopher united states air force He, he sounds off and rattles off his serial number and kirk tries to calm him down and put him at ease and tell him he's among friends but Kirk uh, doesn't explain too much about the future, so he's sort of left pretty confused. He does say, we're from the future. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was cool. Eventually, yeah. And uh, as Kirk's leading him up to the bridge, uh, a woman walks past and greets the captain. And John is surprised and he says, a woman? And Kirk replies, yeah, a crewman. And Did we he? Get- I, missed- I totally missed that. You would have, if you heard the... If you cranked up the music on the bus, you would have heard there's a uh, like a real sexy trumpet <laughs> score at the time, which sounds sexy. Trumpet music sounds weird. If you think of trumpet music, you think of like a marching band or something yeah, like that. Yeah, but was sort jazz. of that, it's yeah, it's jazz, yeah. yeah it's trumpet it. jazz. And it's sort of like with the, the mute and the bell. So a bit of wow, 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 a bit of cartoon jazz, like it's Jessica Rabbit or something. Yeah. Um, and I think that's sort of the equivalent of like if this was in the seventies, it would have been like full guitar with wah pedal, just wow, wow, wow. Is that a pool cleaner? You got pool cleaners on this ship with moustaches?
2: Don't you hate how now they've done, redone this? They've used CGI to make the women sexier. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so John asks questions about how how the ship was built and um, you know, starts asking "Yeah, you know, did the Navy and Kirk cuts him off and says, you know, we're a combined service. Our authority is the United Earth Space Probe Federation.
1: They, I swear <laughs> to God, it's a new thing every week. Like until they establish Starfleet, it's yeah. a new thing every week.
2: Oh, really? Oh, so that's a common thing too because I was wondering if that was, I was like, I thought it was Starfleet. And then when he said that, I was like, oh, okay, maybe I just don't know what it is. But So that that's another
0: inconsistency, is it? Yeah. Well, they talked about, Starfleet's mentioned in this when they're trying to contact Starfleet, but mm. but yeah, suddenly United Earth Space Probe Federation. Whereas later <laughs> later on in Next Generation, at least it's the Federation of planets or whatever. It's yeah, because
2: you know, United Earth Space Probe Federation is a
0: <laughs> fucked name.
2: <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah,
0: it doesn't so, sound cool at all. It's really like not not as in probes, like sending you know a robot out like Voyager. It's probes yeah. as in you know we, we investigate, we probe into this planet. <laughs> it's yeah, it's wild. <laughs> yeah.
2: You'd uh, think you know by whatever year this is uh, three thousand one hundred and thirteen or whatever, <laughs> uh, however that works, that they'd have someone better in marketing. Like, nah, that name sucks. We need to uh, we need to make it catchier. We yeah. Need a one word name.
0: Well, it's better than you know, the pilot episode, and we talked about that again last week. Christopher Pike, the, the other captain, rocks up and says, this is Captain Pike from the Space Vehicle Enterprise. <laughs> so it's got United Earth Space Probe Federation sounds a little bigger than Space Vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> More impressive. Um, so Kirk explains they've come from the future via a time warp. And uh, as they enter the bridge, John says he never believed in little green men. And Spock approaches and says, "Neither have I." And we get a bit of comedy clarinet. <laughs> <laughs> you missed out a good. I missed, they, so you, I missed out yeah, so much with the music. They
1: hit the they hit the comedy music really hard in the original series. <laughs>
0: this this comedy clarinet, it gets a couple of times. I think they even looped it twice just to just to hit the joke. Oh, just to make sure you know it. <laughs> I'll laugh now. <laughs> Um, Spock warns Kirk that they can't return the pilot to Earth because of what he's learned on the Enterprise. Meanwhile, in the background, Uhura's there giving him a tour and just pointing out <laughs> random things. Just teaching him stuff anyway. So <laughs> how about stop? <laughs> how about yeah. don't do that.
2: But at this point, they don't think of that at all. This is, you know, Emily, is this a point where you took issue with the time travel stuff? Because I, I thought about it like when he says, when, when Spock says, if we put him, if we you know go drop him home now with whatever he's learnt, that might change the timeline. But maybe in the timeline, they always picked him up. Maybe by not dropping him home, mm. that was what's changing the timeline. You know, yeah. Maybe- well, also
1: just yeah, the idea that. Guy just disappearing from the planet wouldn't change the timeline. Seems yeah. really <laughs> iffy to me. Yeah, okay.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: that's bizarre.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's just like someone just disappearing completely. Yeah.
0: Um, that information, yeah. So he's saying where Spock warns Kirk he can't come back because of what he's learned. That information could be used to manipulate key industries, stocks, and even nations. I don't, at I, this point, I don't know how. <laughs>
1: Well, uh, yeah, that's a, a, that's a good mind. point. Like he knows that a spaceship exists at some point in the future, and he's gonna <laughs> like Biff tan and that shit yeah. into.
2: <laughs> he goes out and starts buying cake. all the almanacs. Like, <laughs> yeah, look, I'll go. I'll look, guys. I'll go, and I promise I won't say shit. If you give me the Almanac <laughs> for 200 years in the future, I just need to know who's going to win the Super Bowl that year. So we get rich.
0: Just go straight down to the racetrack and put money on that. There will be a spaceship.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, when you, you know, when you bet on a boxing match or something on sports bet, uh, I don't know I if, if you guys have sports bet in the States, but I'm guessing you have gambling apps on your phone, but they'll have like, you know, all the bets, like who win. But then if you go down the bottom, they have the real long shots. Well, you know, Conor McGregor jumps out of the ring and hits the ref with a chair. Is that would be one of those bets. Just at some point, he's be, you know, he's, he's betting specific. on Joe Frazier versus Muhammad Ali and then down the bottom of the betting thing, it's like also spaceships are a thing
0: now, <laughs> <laughs> 200 to 1. Is this, and that, does that have to come in like mid fight?
1: Yeah. Especially if it has to
0: crash through the roof. Yeah.
1: How would that benefit? Like what could you buy? If space travel like 200 years from now, what stocks could I buy now that in like the 30 years this guy has left on Earth would do anything?
0: (laughs) Gold colored cotton. I think it would be the golden (laughs) golden blue cotton. I think. Yeah, it makes no sense. The like, he's seen a starship, he's seen teleporters. Um, that doesn't mean he can make or describe how to make any of those things. Yeah. I've seen an iPhone a lot and I yeah. cannot build an iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> but if you if you came
2: into the future 10 years ago, wouldn't you then start when an uh, Apple popped up? Mm, so- Maybe that's it. Maybe you saw some branding.
0: Maybe yeah. there's some branding on that ship. But it's all like... Starfleet and the Enterprise, they're all post-capitalism, basically. Maybe he just
2: trademarks the name Starfleet. Yeah, that's
0: it. (laughs) (laughs) So he goes and trademarks it so they can't have
2: it. www.starfleet.com.
0: And that's why they're the United Earth Earth Space Probe Federation. (laughs) (laughs) Because he went and trademarked the name. (laughs) We'll show this fucking guy.
2: (laughs) That's actually great.
0: (laughs) So there we go. We've finally sold it. I'm glad we talked that through. So this is why we need to hook this stuff over. Uh, if it is changed, Captain, you and I and all that we know might not even exist. Uh, and then the Captain he's sort really of turns around. About to, there. Sorry, he's, Spock's only really worried about himself. Though. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, selfish. No, he's, he's being logical. He's always selfless. <laughs> <laughs> but they they give um, Captain Christopher a Starfleet uniform, so he can he gets a yellow shirt like the like Kirk. Uh, so, what
2: are the, sorry, again, this is just educating me. What are the different colors mean? Uh,
1: Yellow why, is, why would they... Yellow's command. Red is engineering. Blue is medical and science. It changes because eventually red becomes command because that's like a next generation, like Picard is all, and Riker are always in the red and that sort of stays mm. that way. But- yeah, because I
2: wondered that. I'm like, why well, put him in the because I thought that must have been what a tick because it's in the really it's only, Picard- uh, Sorry, um, uh, Kirk and uh, uh, George T'Cat. Deca- uh, yeah, Sulu. Salute. Yeah, Sulu that are in the gold. And I was like, well, why put him in the gold? Doesn't that? I thought it must be a rank thing. Yeah, like, well, why give him he a bigger rap while he's just he's wandering a around shit? Yeah, force, I so I suppose- oh, Okay, true. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, maybe it is a rank thing. They they kept they, they stayed in. I don't know.
0: <laughs> they obviously, they don't have spare casual clothes on the Enterprise yeah. by the sound of it.
2: <laughs> well, why not just leave him in his prison, jump, sorry, his uh, jumpsuit? Jumps yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, he's looking after. Me. He's being a good good host. Yeah. Um, so, they go to Kirk's office and uh, as they walk in, Kirk's in there and the computer's addressing him in a sexy 60s woman voice and I calling mean, him dear.
1: what the fuck is going on with this like weird <laughs> sea pot? <laughs>
2: I thought that was, I genuinely thought that that was like a consistent thing throughout oh, the series. Okay. I was like, Oh, this is them introducing it to their crazy, their, their
0: crazy, sexy female voice. It—it It is. The computer is a female voice, but normally it's a stereotypical, you know, right. hello, computer. Yeah. yeah so, captain. So Emily, this, this is just a new, this isn't a normal thing. Yeah. No, this like, is new. Yeah. The ship, this is a development.
1: The ship has already had a female voice, but, for some reason there's suddenly it's calling him deer and there's this weird story about how they have it overhauled on this female dominated planet that decided the computer needed a personality. I also I love yeah. the idea that on a female dominated planet they'd make up like their personality would be the sex pop <laughs> computer.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it's this kind of subservient yeah,
2: it's yeah. weird. So really aggressively sex positive, like so aggressively. <laughs> like,
0: why, Kirk, why aren't you doing me right now? Yeah, <laughs> like, that's, get
2: it in me, maybe, but no. It's, <laughs> so weird.
0: basically, if you if you need a date, head to Signet 4, <laughs> which apparently is this planet dominated by sex-crazed women. <laughs> so that, that was another thing that led me to believe that I was missing stuff from the episode before. I thought that
2: might, might, maybe an episode before or two. I was like, "Oh, okay, this is like a con." The, the story's a like a real continuation, and this is something that maybe it's just been a like a long arc over a couple of stories, a couple of episodes, or something until they get it fixed. But yeah, no, uh, so no, it turned out they just randomly. <laughs> it's like here, just fucking try this. <laughs> it was just like a, a testing thing. They were like, "If a lot more people watch this for the sexy robot voice, we'll keep it. <laughs> if not, we'll just get we ditch it next episode. Who cares?"
0: Yeah, I think it's I think it's just a weird yeah like emily said a c-plot um the the voice of the computers voiced by was it then wife of gene roddenberry or future wife
1: um i i don't <laughs> know Barrett. yeah i'm not uh. sure when they got married it might have been later
0: she plays a nurse in some episodes um and later on in next generation she plays a wonderful character oh, okay. called loxana troy who's kind of a highly sexualized character, mm. the embarrassing mother of um, one of the crew. and She's always flirting uh-huh. Captain
1: Picard, which is just fantastic.
0: She's, she's hilarious. She's awesome. Oh, so maybe there's a tiny bit of that in this. I yeah. don't know. Uh, he was, it was before they hooked up and he was just like, I want to hear this chick dirty talk. Yeah, you he heard the <laughs> voice. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm pretty sure they were dating, but yeah, oh, okay. I, could, I could be wrong. So, yeah, they sent the computer to Signet 4 for maintenance, which is a planet dominated by women, and they thought it lacked a personality. So, of course, they gave it a female one. It sort, of <laughs> <a lot> of- <laughs> 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 sort of like, oh, my God, females and their personalities and their needs. Oh, great. In fact, your computer, you know, your Starship computer with girl germs, yeah. good one. <laughs> And Kirk sort of says, you know, he's complaining about this. Spock, I thought I ordered this to be fixed. And Spock says, I was going to need a three-week overhaul on the Starbase (laughs) to get rid of the problem. And Kirk says it would be all right. So IT professionals in the future are still shithouse. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or
1: Spock's just fucking with them and doesn't want to change it. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) How Spock gets off. (laughs) That sounds like more of a McCoy thing Mm. to do. (laughs) Um, Kirk says it would be all right if it wasn't so damn affectionate. And Spock says it also has an unfortunate tendency to giggle. (laughs) Uh, You don't really hear it giggle, though, much, do you? No, it's just talked about, (laughs) but just because these females and they're giggling. (laughs) (laughs) Also,
2: half the time when you need it, it's out shopping.
0: (laughs) (laughs) now the computer spends all your money <laughs> the computer never lets me go on on saturdays with the boys yeah that's basically it's spock put the computer back in the kitchen <laughs> it's terrible it's like this series is very woke for the time yeah like obviously it's promoting you know women in equal roles and in yeah. leadership and but it's still you incredibly still unwoke one. at the same time yeah. like the you see a woman on the bridge and of course the, the women's outfits are short skirts and everything and it, you know, for a military uniform, and then you hear the trumpet playing sexy music yeah. just because a woman walks fast. So yeah. It's sort of a 60s Austin Powers version of Woke. Yeah,
3: it's, it's,
2: there's so much stuff like that. There's still... Even, like, I re-watched Chasing Amy the other day, the Kevin Smith Oh, movie. yeah. And, like, that is trying so hard to be a super progressive movie for yeah. the time it was made. But then, like, they they say so much stuff which is not progressive. Like, there's so much in it that's pretty bad, but they're still tr- trying really hard to do that. So maybe that's what this was back then. It was that, they're, you know, just, you know, their version of a Kevin Smith movie. That's what I'm That's what I'm trying to say. Star Trek is basically a Kevin Smith. No, it's not. I'll shut up. All right.
0: Yeah. I, I don't know if I could watch Chasing Amy again. Like you, you watched it? So you watch I it watched it, like, on the bus, like, a week ago when I was drunk, and it is... Yeah, there's
2: a lot. They say, like, the F word, not the, not fuck, the other F word, like, 80,000 times, Jason Lee's character oh, okay. does not say it, stop saying it. Like, it is constant throughout the movie, and it is, it is full on. Like, he just does not. And, like, there's so many other little things they get really wrong. Yeah, but they're trying. The, the plot of the movie, what it's trying to do is, like, Very progressive, but they just get it so wrong.
0: Yeah. It's just such a
1: By the way, the first time I saw that movie was with my parents.
0: Oh wow. Yeah. Wow, how did that go?
1: Um, you know, about as well as you could expect.
0: (laughs) Were you were you in high school then?
1: Maybe maybe like middle school. I would have been early teens. But but I had older siblings, so, like, one of them rented it, and it was just on, and we were all watching it. Definitely Oof. my mom left the room at some point. But.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I well, I didn't imagine. stop you from watching it, so yeah, that's good. that's all right. I had to go as
2: a grown man, so, like, I think I was 23 or 24, to see the movie Atonement with my nan. Oh, wow. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And there's a bit where he's reading out that he's just like railing her against the library wall. Like I'm like, just oh, Karen Knightley. And Nan's sitting there next to me going, ooh, 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 ooh. I'm like, "Oh!" And then he, and she reads out the love letter he writes to her and he's, can I drop a C-bomb on this podcast? Yeah, do it. Uh, do it. It. Well, she's reading out. He's sorry. She's reading the letter, but then his voice is saying it. And then he talks about the first time he saw her get out of that pool or whatever, get out of the fountain and her hot, dripping, wet cunt or something. And my oh, nan oh again's my like, ooh, look Oh my God. <laughs> so
0: I'm hoping one day I can get an erection again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, your poor nan. Oh, oh, she was loving it. Did you cover your. Oh, so you didn't have to cover your nan's ears? And no, I had to cover, cover my your ears because
2: she was making weird noises. <laughs> <laughs> I it, was, it was me that was suffering. She was having a great time. Oh, oh, oh that's so much worse. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so this is in Toowoomba, i take
2: it? Yeah, yeah. the uh The uh, Strand Theatre. The Australian Theatre. No, the Strand, the yes, Strand. the Strand, sorry.
0: Yeah. That's the one that's got like a 50s sci-fi spaceship up above it or it used yeah, to? Yeah, yeah, it used to, yeah. It doesn't anymore? Oh, look, I actually haven't checked for a while. Like I th- I neon think they glowing rings and stuff? Yeah,
2: yeah, that was it. That was the one you said, the rocket ship. Oh, but I don't know, I haven't checked for a long time. It might have gone because they've, they've been slowly renovating it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they've been slowly updating inside, but not still mostly at same. Oh, yeah, man. I, I, I'll check for you. If it is, I'll take a photo and send it to you.
1: Okay, so this is where Spock is. I mean, first of all, this is immediately makes Spock seem like a fucking idiot if you've ever watched anything with time travel before. Because he's basically just like, I've looked at this guy and he made no relevant contribution to history, so it's fine if we just keep him.
0: That's that's <laughs> atrocious I, I,
1: mean, I, I mean, first of all, it's
0: only logical.
1: It, what an asshole thing to say in front of somebody, but also every other time travel thing is like you' got to be really careful with butterfly effect. You can't even step on a blade of grass because it could change something, but Spock at <laughs> this scene is just well, his name isn't in any history books, so we're fine.
2: As long as you take the butterfly and the grass, not yeah. going to be any problem.
0: But, yeah, it's like you have no idea what effect he has just doing anything in life. You have no idea. Like just simply reading a history book is absurd. Yeah, that's
2: it, yeah. Well, because you don't know. Like he might have a conversation with somebody that gives them an idea. Yeah.
0: And then they- are to invest in Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Or, you know, like, maybe he introduces a friend to another friend and they get married and their kids start the fucking space program. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's not going to be written down in history anywhere.
2: No, no. Or he's drunk one night hanging out with his English mate, Freddie Mercury, and Freddie's like, <laughs> I'm just, I don't have what it takes to sing in front of a crowd. I'm so, And he goes, no, man, you're great. You're going to be great. Give it a go. And then they both make out.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and there's so much cocaine. Yeah,
3: yeah,
0: he's the one that gave Freddie Mercury the idea at all of his parties, or some of his parties, to have dwarves walking around with bowls of cocaine attached to their heads. Apparently, <laughs> apparently that was a thing. That was him. Yeah, yeah. a lot of that's problematic. And it was him it. that gave him. A-
1: Honestly, <laughs> <No, laughs> oh, that's what I thought you were going too
0: <laughs> Oh man, we have to send you back so you can yeah. give Freddie Mercury AIDS. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Uh, okay. How sad is that, actually, for the world to be in the position that it's in? Freddie Mercury has to die of AIDS. Like that's the the butterfly effect. Like, oh man, oh. mind blown. If Freddie Mercury hadn't gotten AIDS, would Trump be president? Like would we be like living in a progressive paradise? That's what I want to know.
0: There you go. That's the question. Oh man, all these Trump supporters are going to go back and give Freddie Mercury <laughs> double AIDS. <laughs> Double AIDS. Exciting the worst times. Time AIDS squared. <laughs> the
2: worst kind of AIDS. <laughs> if you only got single AIDS, you can just get a cream or something, but double AIDS, you are
0: fucked. So, John is a bit shocked to hear that he's useless and he can't ever go home. And uh, he tries to reason with him. He's got a wife and two children, which seems to be a surprise to both Kirk and Spock. They haven't considered this possibility because they're career men. Yeah.
2: They haven't settled with the family. Yeah, you know? that's true. They're all about the job.
0: Yeah, that, could, that that could be the case. Scotty chimes in on the intercom and says the engines are almost repaired, but he raises the big issue that they've got nowhere to go in this time period. And, yeah. Uh, well, because they can't. Yeah, they,
2: they, they need, well, they say at one point they need parts or something, but they just can't get here.
0: Yeah, and, and even that, if you know, if they fix it up, if they can't, Travel before they get the time yeah. travel idea, this they don't belong anywhere. Yeah, and true. they're worried about sending you know, four hundred crew to pollute the timeline. That's right. He
2: says there's four hundred and thirty of us. Yeah, Might, that's a random crowd, crew number, but okay.
0: So you have to slowly motor over to Mars, and then everyone retires there, or something like. <laughs> that.
2: <laughs> Do they have a small terraforming machine on the? On the yeah, sunrise? no, that's that would be very handy. To divert the power from the warp drives to uh, to use it, but anyway.
0: There is a bit of terraforming in some of the, in the original series movies. Oh, okay. But I think it, it requires more than just a starship and requires a bit of time, I think. Yeah. Can't terraform. Her. Rome wasn't terraformed in a. <laughs> in a <overnight>. day. <laughs> um, and so Captain Christopher um, chimes in and says, Maybe I can't go home, but neither can you. You're as much a prisoner in time as I am poignant moment poignant music I was going to say was there cuz I didn't get to hear. I was hoping for a bump 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 Yeah yeah
2: I think he even said bump the Music up, goes the real dark like
0: he's laughing at Kirk having to put up with this sassy female computer <laughs> and then um, all of a sudden the music goes real dark when they tell him you can't go home ever again and you're out prisoner basically and you're useless <laughs> Even though they're sort of smiling and they think they're being nice <laughs> um later captain christopher tries to make an escape he knocks out a crewman steals his phaser and heads to the transporter room uh but kirk strolls in behind him and knocks him out and then uh they take him to sickbay and mccoy and kirk are discussing you know how if, if they get back to the is it 23rd century are we 23rd or 22nd Twenty twenty third 23rd, 23rd yeah.
1: because next generation is 24th
0: Okay, cool. For some reason, I was thinking next gen was 23rd. So, so um, still,
2: his 200 year comment was still way off.
0: But anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, but basically, you know, they're saying if they make it back to the future, um, Captain Christopher would be useless and archaic and he wouldn't fit in. Um, <laughs> you never amount to anything. <laughs> I would have figured he'd be a big celebrity. Imagine we had somebody that just rocked up now from. Two or three hundred years in the past, and they'd, yeah. they'd have them like the have definitely have a their own like TV a speaking show. tour, yeah. But they own don't they they not have talk
1: shows in the future. I mean, that's that's cool. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Ellen's still being kept alive by machines, <laughs> <laughs> Ellen's on the island, she can't oh, dance yeah. anymore, but he could dance,
0: yeah. yeah. He looked
2: like he had got a bit of dance in him,
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah, you think even if in the future they're sophisticated and they're not into reality shows or entertainment, surely they'd be interested from a like a scientific point of view. What can we learn about history? He can be a Kardashian historian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell us about the, the great ones, the great Kim.
2: I used to be friends when I was at high school with this guy, Bruce, right? Yeah. He was strong, but... <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, Spock enters and says he's determined that Captain Christopher has to go back to Earth because he will one day have a son, Colonel Sean Jeffrey Christopher, who will head the first successful Earth Saturn probe. Man, that's, Saturn. that's
1: ambitious. Yeah, that yeah I was
0: going to say, they made a big in, call on In that, didn't one
1: they? generation, yeah. we're going to go from the moon to Saturn.
0: I saw that and I was like, we could have. <laughs> yeah. We could have <laughs> if we had our priorities right. We did. We, yeah. we went to the moon a bunch of times and then gave up. Just like, yeah, that's enough. <laughs> Moon's cool. I mean,
2: Mars is going to be better. Let's just stop.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's basically it. We um, could
2: spend this money on going to Saturn or
0: we could do a bunch of cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty much how it's found out. Um, they plan. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, Kevin Chris was super lucky that he had an important son. Suddenly, he's worth something. And this is also the the first time that news has broken to him that he's going to have a son one day. He's finally just found out, after all these years, (laughs) I'm going to get laid.
3: Yeah.
0: (laughs) So they plan his return um, and they discuss how Captain Christopher captured detailed film of the Enterprise on his wing cameras and uh, Kirk and Sulu beam down to the Air Force base on a mission to recover the footage. I wouldn't have thought they had room on the wings for cameras if they're just loading it up with nukes. Oh, yeah.
1: (laughs) Also, look, if if Christopher is so, like, set on, he's got to report this because that's his duty and he's got to do his job, why does he fucking tell them any of this?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Like, just don't. Like, he's sort of... His survival instincts are good enough that he wants to try and steal a phaser and stuff like that, but mm. but yet keeps telling him dumb stuff like "Oh, it's my duty to report what yeah. I've seen, and I'm going to do that."
2: Yeah, just be like, nah, hey, look, I didn't see shit. We're yep. cool. I didn't see. I'm not gonna look. I just want to get home to my family." I didn't get cameras,
1: man. what are cameras?
2: Yeah, just so you, act delirious. You can't appeal to Spock's. Soft side because he's all about logic. Spock could see straight through that though. You'd be like, "Oh, look, I'm cool. I just want to." So I'd be like, "Nah, fuck you, man. Yeah, <laughs> I know what you're about. Yeah, you got to rat straight away." Spock. I think he says this later on. He's like, "I trust you
0: to a point." Yeah, bum, bum, bum. yeah, he gets it. Spock. Spock's all seen. Way ahead of the game. Yeah, and. I don't know if he's... Yeah, we have had a mind meld, haven't we? So if Spock wants to interrogate somebody, he can just put his hand on their face and merge minds. And just do it. Yeah. yeah that's it. So, yeah, there's, Ken, no, there's no... Do not lie to Spock. In the
2: mind meld, does Spock have the power to erase him? Because that was the first thing. I was like, just erase his
0: memory for a bit. Like, just uh, punch him real hard
2: in the head or something.
0: I don't think we've ever covered that. Yeah. I know it's taxing on Spock because the minds merged, like, during that time, so they... He takes on some of the other person's hmm. memories and emotions and stuff like that. I don't know. So Spock just needs to practice more and maybe he can do stuff like memory erase and stuff. Yeah. He just needs some more skills. That would be handy. Men in Oof. black. Yeah. Well, so that's it. Like,
2: they don't have that technology yet. Will Smith had that in like 2004.
0: <laughs> They probably do, but I don't know. They're a bit more ethical than MIB maybe. <laughs> um, Are you accusing the men in black of being unethical? Of being unethical? <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones is pretty brutal. <laughs> <laughs> I like the bit when Will Smith fig- figures out, he learns about this technology. He's like, man, did you do that to me? He's like, how many times have you done that to my mind? <laughs> um. So Kirk and Sulu sneak around the offices and they walk past a gigantic 60s computer with a heap of reel-to-reel tape cabinets. (laughs) Um, Sulu warns if they start up this primitive computer, it'll make the devil's own noise. So there you go. So they're optimistic computers in the future aren't so noisy. It sounds like Slayer and stuff. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> Sick.
0: <laughs> they um, start carefully removing tapes from the computer, but they're caught by an air police sergeant who's armed with a revolver. For some reason, the I don't know if I'm not up to date. Or my history of the 60s is not great, but that revolver seems like out of date for even that time period.
2: Yeah, they would have. Yeah, they they had. Um, yeah, I, I would have thought they had like Berettas and stuff in the Second World War, like the yeah. like the like a what do you call it semi-automatic pistol.
0: Yeah. Right, before then. Yeah, this is sort of like a police issue. Yeah. Yeah, it's a real police thing where you, I don't know. You would probably expect like Air Force security to have you know, machine guns or something. Yeah,
2: something like something bigger than that. Yeah. yeah. But also, I noticed that on this when when they go to rescue, I'm jumping ahead a little bit. Now, when they were going to rescue Kirk, he says, oh, okay, you guys take down the phasers. But why didn't Kirk take down a phaser? Like, surely Kirk could have been, yeah, knocked yeah. out the old mate, problem solved. Because Kirk saw him before he saw them. Yeah. Because he, well, he had time to close the door.
0: Yeah, I oh, think no, he said was... he's, had his, before we get to that point, he said he's had his ammo belt stolen. Because oh. I know he's without his communicator. That's the problem. Okay, yeah. So but... Also, I think why,
1: did they, why did they beam down in uniform?
0: Yeah, very They're exactly. really
1: conspicuous
0: <laughs> Bright like, <gold>. space
1: <laughs> uniforms. <Yeah.
0: laughs> they're high viz. <laughs> That's what I mean. This is this is definitely more of a farce. More <laughs> no a farce one's going to see this. They <laughs> <laughs> just think they're that good at being sneaky. Um, so the air police sergeant is armed with a revolver. He confiscates their belts, picks up Kirk's communicator, accidentally activates the emergency signal, and so the Enterprise crew beam him up. And he stands on the transporter, frozen, revolver drawn, and he's just frozen in fear. He's, he's pointing catatonic. sideways too. He's not pointing backwards like the yeah.
2: pilot. He's pointing sideways.
0: Yeah, so he's in exactly the same pose, but he's so just terrified he doesn't dare move. <laughs> and Spock greets him by raising an eyebrow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Spock just calmly walks over and just relieves him of his revolver. and No, communicator. No. Uh, no, wasn't that the doctor and that was later on?
2: Because uh, that, that was one thing that bugged me was that he didn't take the gun off him sooner. Spock has a whole conversation about, oh, this guy seems like Kirk's like worried about him or someone's worried. And yeah, I think Kirk, and sort like. of,
0: Kirk sort of radios in and says, you know, this guy's armed and he might be dangerous. And yeah. Spock says, no, I, I, I think he's quite happy to stay where he is.
2: Yeah, that's it. And it was the doctor that went over and to took the gun off, I think. It took a while because I was like, why well, take the gun off him. Get
0: the gun off him now. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's alarming, isn't it? Yeah. No, I'm, I'm pretty sure it is, Spock but he's Is it? okay yeah, yeah. Oh, he because yeah. i watched the couple of times but yeah he's he's spock's not phased at all I'm okay like, man he, they weren't this week this guy's scared and a bullet could mess <laughs> you up even though you got two vulcan hearts or whatever For yeah for a second i was That's like, probably oh, why he's okay. so casual he's got like he's got redundant organs so <laughs> he gets shot he doesn't get
2: for 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 a while i was like oh why are they scared of an old revolver like they're they're from the future and i'm like you idiot that doesn't mean they're bulletproof like, <laughs> yeah, yeah in my head i was like oh they're fine why they scared get a revolver they got space guns oh they can still get shot yeah sorry my bad
0: yeah yeah I'm that's why i like the, the transporter in next generation is further developed so it can identify if the the person had a weapon and beam them up without it or, oh, okay. it or whatever yeah. yeah but um yeah, no, Spock just casually just takes it off the guy. The guy just sort of, he can move his eyes, but that's about it. <laughs>
1: super, super good military training this guy has.
0: Yeah. Just the best. <laughs> Kirk and Sulu make their way to the photo lab. By yeah. the way, how good looking is Sulu? Oh, oh, yeah. He's a handsome young man. He's keeping it tight. Yeah. It's
2: a fun thing I noticed. Sorry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you'd be the episode Emily talked about, The Naked Time. You'd like a bit of Sulu then. Oh, he's, really? He's yeah. doing a bit of sword fencing, shirtless. I was going to say, does, does he spend a bit of time up? naked? <laughs> 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 oh, Christ. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, so Kirk and Sulu make the way to the photo lab. They grab um, the film and they're almost ready to leave, but Kirk just wants to go out and check the files or something like that uh they've tripped off a silent alarm and three air police officers capture kirk and he does a bit of a fight this is the awesome fight oh wow right? fight scene yeah
1: there's a lot there's a lot going on in this fight suit
2: yeah very obviously choreographed by someone who's never been in a fight like there was like there was one point where, where kirk was doing like a thing where he holds both hands and was like swinging it into the their double gut. punch like yeah the double and it's just like yeah that's not That 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 would do do very little. Yeah, Yeah. that would do no damage. And then he even does the hold the door frame, pull up, and let someone jump behind you. And then I was the other thing. When he does that, he runs at him and then jumps sideways. Yes, I have that in my notes. It's ridiculous. He like, yeah,
1: launches yeah. himself horizontally at these three guys.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like he's in Mortal Kombat. Balls them flying over. Yeah. Kick or something. yeah.
3: Oh,
2: like just, yeah, just knocks them all. Yeah, it was, uh, that was one thing I was like, yeah, that's not. Because like, there's three of them.
0: Yeah. They could just catch him <laughs> and then just drop him. It's almost, yeah, like a dance flight. A dance is. fight, sorry, it's almost a dance fight like uh, West Side Story. Yeah. <laughs> Just sort of skipping around, everyone quickly fingers. <laughs> um, yeah, it's odd, and they're the police officers. Their military training's not great either, because after they have this long fight and Kirk doing all these flips and everything, then finally the main guy pulls his revolver out. <laughs> like, do that first. Oh shit! You I have a room. gun. Oh
2: no. <laughs> Sorry, guys, this could have been, this would have saved us so much time. I'm an idiot. Oh, wait, you guys have guns too. We're dickheads. (laughs) Oh, mate, the first guy that they captured, that they teleported, he comes through the door, guns out. Yeah, These guys, nah, we don't need a gun. So, you know, let's not have the guns out just in case. And
0: they're responding to an alarm. But uh, anyway, in the meanwhile, um, Sulu's in the back room. So before all this, Kirk's shut the door on him and he's able to escape and get out of there. Um, So he's taking the film back. There was a great line there too. There was
2: where Kirk was like, uh, and he turns it on him. He's like, well, if there was someone in
0: there, you would have seen him escape.
2: <laughs> yeah, and that's-, like, Ooh.
0: <laughs> and that's it. There's no, there's no logical way out of the room.
2: So. <laughs> well, you got us on that one. Yeah. Fair
0: enough. <laughs> Kirk sort of is seems slightly amused by all this. He's basically he ends up in the interrogation room. He's hot for danger. That's why. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And um, Stulu beams up. Uh, McCoy is angry with Spock, as usual, for not having enough emotions. And he's worried about Kirk, who doesn't have a communicator, so they apparently can't beam him up. I don't think this has ever been a problem before, has it? Do you think, Emily, do you have to have a communicator to be beamed up?
1: Well, no, because they beamed up the guy from the airplane earlier.
0: Oh that's right. He but- didn't have a communicator. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> I, guess, I guess
1: maybe because he was like the only guy in that area. So they knew, oh it's the one life form. So we beam up that life form, but if he's with yeah. four other people, they can't like lock onto him maybe.
2: Or maybe if they beamed him up, he'd accidentally bring the chair up with him and then they'd they'd have to be worrying about taking a chair out of contention. that Maybe that chair had a son (laughs) and that son, you know, was the chair the president sat on.
0: Kirk is being interrogated and he's sort of trying to be polite without giving any info away. He's been quite cheeky. Yeah, very cheeky. Spock, Sulu, and Captain Christopher beam down to rescue Kirk. Uh, Chris, Captain Christopher's still in his yellow Starfleet uniform, mm. which again, so if he gets caught, he's going to look like a traitor and a spy <laughs> who's with these weird people <laughs> in their wait. skivvies. And he's going to be able to give them the secret, like, to
2: making Starfleet fabric. Yeah. <laughs> He takes that
0: shirt with him and he's got the the design. He's got the
2: pattern. (laughs) He can re-sew shirts like that all day. That's how he gets rich.
3: That's how the timeline
0: (laughs) fucks up. The the air police sergeant is still in the transporter room looking a bit terrified as the landing party beamed down. Um, The transporter chief asks him if he's hungry and he asks for chicken soup and the chief makes it appear. So sometimes... They don't call them replicators, but sometimes they... Need a chef, and sometimes they can magically make food appear when it suits them.
2: Well, it's just a soup, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just pours in, like you know, that's yeah, that's, true. that's just running through the lines. If he said, they're lucky because if he had said, Oh, I want a spit roasted pig or something like yeah, that, then, yep. you know, that takes time, then they have to get the chef. But if it's like it's just soup, it's food in liquid forms,
3: yeah, good you know,
2: point. protein shake, they can just pump that through the, you know, the plumbing. It shares nice. it's the same plumbing. It's like the sewage pipes, <laughs> so that's problematic. But,
0: you know, it's it's going to cause some issues. It's but, uh, Toowoomba, tie and does Toowoomba still have a recycled water? Uh, uh, shit, I don't know. I hope not. I've never looked into that. I do think about. parts of it do, maybe. They went through a terrible drought, and I thought that was the solution.
2: Ah, uh, it's probably one of the solutions. I don't know. I read recently Dolby's going to run out of water soon. It happens all the time. There you go. I, don't know. I stopped asking questions. I, I have a water filter. Toowoomba water mostly is full of just a buttload of chlorine. Like, you go into any- A buttload, literally. Oh, a whole <laughs> buttload. Sometimes two or three buttloads. Yeah. <laughs> I think a buttload is roughly like 380 grams. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not familiar. But no, every, you go to any shower in Toowoomba and the shower screen is like just caked on with like white stuff. Oh,
0: yikes. That's my excuse anyway. Good call. (laughs) I'm sorry. That's gross. Cut that out. That's our discussion about climate change. (laughs) (laughs) So. Take that big coal. Landing party rescue Kirk. Spock takes out an officer with a nerve pinch while Kirk has to do it the hard way and knocks out the main officer with his punch. Also, that officer had like.
2: The big it was like a dying you know, like he was like he's pretending to be dying yeah, from yeah. the punch. Like it was like a big long like leaned up against the door and was like uh, and then slowly fell. Yeah. If you get knocked out with a punch, you
0: just you just go down. That was a big dramatic fall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You
2: don't you don't he was like leaning on the door for a minute, going, Oh Do I want to keep fighting this guy?
0: <laughs> nah, fuck, I'll just pretend to be knocked out, then I can just lie here. <laughs> just yeah. chill out for a bit. I think that's yeah. Kirk's punch just packs a bit of extra drama in there or something. <laughs> <I don't... laughs> it's epic. And then Spock even asked him, did
2: that hurt? And he goes, always does. Yeah, he's like, grabbing
0: his busted no. fist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's all, always a bit of jealousy. Oh, oh Well, yeah, an admiration for the nerve pinch. A couple of times like, he said to Spock, you got to show me that sometime. <laughs> <laughs> but can
2: Spock get down? Does Spock have a throw down? Did he get amongst it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh Spock does.
0: Yeah, yeah. Spock is very strong. He's a lot lot mm-hmm. stronger than humans. A um, couple of times, I think there's a couple of episodes where Spock's taken over by powers and goes rogue, and they have to fight him, which is no, tense. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well,
2: why don't they spot? Why well, doesn't Spock go on every mission then? If he's the best fighter, and the yeah, that's a
0: good point. But he's also like the tactical officer and the smartest guy. Surely less officer. important than the captain. Like. Well, yeah, but yeah. then
1: then Kirk doesn't get the glory if Spock is out there doing uh, it.
2: Yeah, so it is because Kirk's a glory hog. Huh? Yeah.
1: Oh, definitely. Well, William Shatner was. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Definitely the reason these guys are still alive is because of Spock just almost every time. Just saving everybody. So um, one could argue that Spock is more important. More <laughs> than the Kirk is Kirk's important and he does save the day, but it's, it's like when you give the like the rich kid the vanity
2: job, just like okay, well just you show up, you pay the money, like you you fund it. You can call yourself the boss, but we're gonna handle everything else. It's fine. Just sit <laughs> there. You just look pretty.
0: Yeah. That's it. Um Okay, let's power through this and let Emily hit the town, hit the disco dance floor. Are you got to go out, Emily? Are you, are you oh, going God, out tonight? Oh no, no. Get,
1: it's first of all, it's like it's it? past midnight already, and also I don't. Oh, I don't Studio
0: fifty four <laughs> hasn't even opened yet. Yeah, yeah. So
2: yeah, you got to wait another two hours. Also, what you you don't go out?
1: Oh, like no, I mean not really. And also, my train's not running into the city this weekend because I live in Brooklyn. And so it's just not going over the bridge, and that would require, hmm. like, a bus or a car. B- buses in Run, New York at midnight, up. probably not the best travel.
2: Not worth it, yeah. But so there's no, no way cool to go out in Brooklyn, like? Uh,
1: I mean, it's all infested with annoying hipsters.
2: <laughs> oh, uh, they're okay. spreading. God damn. Yeah, <laughs> my, my
1: neighborhood is bars I can't go into, because it's. Yeah.
2: Band? <laughs>
1: no. <them> no, <laughs> it's just my neighborhood is this weird mix of a little, still pretty rough, and then yeah, yeah. like young hipsters. So it's either bars I probably shouldn't go into or bars I don't want to go into.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's no
1: like good in between place. place.
2: Yeah, no, that sucks. We're
0: we just not. need to quietly hide this delicious craft beer from Emily. <laughs> <laughs> We're not drinking. Uh, wait, Mick, you're not. Wait, you're
2: not trying to secretly turn me into a hipster. Are you? <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll be
3: very upset.
0: <laughs> drinking this delicious Indian this pale ale.
2: <laughs> <laughs> What's it called, Pirate Life? Oh yeah, hipsters love pirates. Fuck. Oh no, <laughs> you got me, Mick. You got me.
0: You tricked me. I should have known. Righto. So all of a sudden, Christopher grabs a revolver off one of the unconscious Air Force officers and demands that uh, the Enterprise crew don't beam him up. But uh, Spock wanders in and nerve pinches him. And uh, Kirk says Spock was hiding.
2: He was yeah, riding, waiting
0: for it. Spock knew
2: because his Christopher keeps going. Spock, get out here! Where are you, Spock? Get out here! Yeah, Spock sneaks
0: up at the right time. Spock doubled back the other way. I pinchy, like pinchy, it. yeah. Yeah, because he does ask Spock, you know, when everybody gets phases except him. He's like, "Don't you trust me?" And Spock's like, "No, I do trust you, but only to a to point. a point." <laughs> I like that. Yeah, it's a good line. It was a good line um back on the enterprise spock and scotty have come up with a plan to slingshot around the sun to go back in time and transport captain christopher back at a point before any of this happened so he won't remember any of it because it's never happened mm. which doesn't make any sense because why can the enterprise crew remember what happened? yeah it doesn't that's not how time travel works but whatever
2: yeah, because it basically transports him straight back into the body. That he was I, I also in. don't think yep. that's how Rather
1: transporting works. At least not,
0: no.
1: in the future.
0: Yeah, well, I've heard like people trying to have a discussion about like the possible physics of transporting or the possible science if it worked, and essentially if it was possible, you would essentially be killing the original person and then creating a copy of them yeah, somewhere yeah. else.
2: That's, yeah, yeah. That's from what I've heard about like actual teleport when they've tried actual teleportation. It's having – you have the matter on one end and it deconstructs and they, you still have to have the spare matter on the other end to rebuild it. Like you still have to have the same ingredients there and then it just gets rebuilt. So, yeah, I suppose it is maybe just a whole nother copy. But then there'd just be leftover – there'd be some sort of leftover mush everywhere
3: if yeah. you teleport someone.
1: Well, at this point there's transporting Or there's a client, just my clones. <laughs> They're transporting them into themselves, and yeah. okay. So Christopher, at least you go okay. They're transporting him at the exact m- moment. But when we see the other guy get transported back, he's in a different place than he was when he was originally transported up.
2: Ah, uh, okay, yeah. Like it's I waited like the several same minutes time. Be-
1: it's yeah. like several yeah. minutes before then because he's not in the office yet. He's like walking towards it.
0: Yeah. Which yeah, makes me wonder, way. like, why wait for that moment? Like, they're, they're, they're very, t- you know. Yeah, you could transfer it to any time then. If yeah, it's just like they're going to forget it. Go back a day on before. The way.
2: Yeah, it doesn't matter. Like, if you miss it, who cares? You don't
0: have to be that exact. Yeah. Or if they're going back in time before it happened, just, I don't know, if they're more, weren't quite so ethical in Starfleet, like they could just shoot him <laughs> and just be done with it and then go yeah, back in time. Yes.
2: yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm glad they don't. That's brutal. Um, so where are we? The slingshot around the sun is pretty exciting. I enjoyed that bit. Mm. Um, the, good graphics. The yeah. new CGI looks good. Mm. So this mm. CGI has, has been added when they sort ah, of okay. remastered I was wondering these. that. I was
2: like, oh, well, I don't think I would have been able to pull this off back then.
0: But Yeah, apparently late 90s or early 2000s. Mm. So, but, so, yeah, the um, the the sun looks awesome. Yeah, it looks quite good. Very cool. Captain Christopher beams back into his jet. Like, we sort of see him beam out of his jet and then back in, Mm. I guess. I suppose that saves you doing two special effects shots at the time. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah,
2: it's the same thing.
0: Just rewind it. Um, The Enterprise is gone. Okay,
2: this is the other thing. If you're beaming him back in there...
0: Yeah. Then he would remember it.
1: Yeah. Cause he's still yeah. the one you're beaming back is the guy who was on your ship yeah. for several, like.
2: Yeah. Yeah. that's it. Yeah. Otherwise there's no, you don't need to beam them back. You know, you just need to change that. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. That was, that was the thing. It's like, yeah, if yeah, that, that bugged me, i was like, what?
0: Yeah. That's it. The the Captain Christopher aboard the Enterprise is the Captain Christopher that's it's been on the all ship. their adventures yeah. with them yeah. over the last day. Maybe teleporting
2: just has a bunch of radiation and just <laughs> melt his brain. And if they'd showed you another few seconds, you just would have seen him on the ship just forgetting how to pilot and just drooling because his mind's garbage now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's... I mean, you could easily... They could add in a small detail, by the way, we'll reset your memory or something to, <laughs> to 24 hours ago. Anyway, so that happens. They're going to go back to, like
2: the early 2000s <laughs> find out how in my, men in black you make their little memory eraser <laughs> things get, watch men in black that is get stoned and watch men in black like 80 times like, okay we've got the science of this down <laughs> now we could go back and wipe this guy's memory this what ends up
0: being like a three episode story arc. <laughs> um so the enterprise is suddenly gone and uh, christopher radios and says just mark it down as another ufo and returns to base um, meanwhile, the air police sergeant is being back down to the time when he was about to check the noise in the office, um, but no one's there, so he just shrugs his shoulders and carries mm-hmm. on. So, And his memory's gone as well. But everybody on board the Enterprise remembers what hap- what's happened, so it's yeah. <laughs> a
2: They'll they just get on with their day. Yeah. <laughs> also, is it a constant thing, because I noticed throughout the episode, it's obviously just like a narration tool when Kirk is like on Earth and he's like Captain's log. Yeah. Does he often stop mid mission to yes. be like, I got time to. So this is, we got plenty of time. I gotta, you know, we're, okay, we're trying to sneak around this army base. I got time to just record my thoughts on this. Yeah.
0: Um, he does a, I guess these episodes with commercials, that would be an hour. Um, so it's probably good to have a supplemental halfway through. If somebody's just tuned in, they can get a little recap when they come back from commercial. But But, still, that bug me. I was like, it's a life
2: or death stealth mission. They don't have time to record a captain's
0: log. That's right. Well, the the captain cannot function. Kirk, he loves the captain's log. He cannot function without it. There was last week he was off the ship with no way to communicate to the ship, but he had a recorder, so he started doing his – journal entries anyway. Okay. Just because he needs to hear the sound of his own voice. He just needs philosophizing.
2: The point where he does this, he's yeah. on earth like just like after he gets so Sulu's been being back. And he doesn't have his communicator. like because that's the whole thing. They can't beat him up because he's lost oh, it. There you go. But he's still doing captain's lock. That's what I was Wow, like.
0: that's a good picture. So huh? he's just writing them down. He's like, I'll just I'll put this back I'm on. I'm going to record this later. Oh
2: yeah. When I get home and talk to the dirty lady voice on the computer. <laughs> <at> the
3: <conference.
2: laughs> So she just likes to hear about his day.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> hey, dear, what did you do today? Wow.
0: Well, that's it. yeah, the Enterprise, they do their slingshot again back around the sun, and it's very tense and very dramatic. And then all of a sudden, the computer just chimes in and addresses him as dear and says, dear, you better, you know, update your your, your current location or something <laughs> like that, dear. And, yeah, it's, it's very jarring. Yeah, it's a bit. It's a bit. Like,
2: oh, yeah, that's still a thing in this now. Like, yeah, you, know, you got to forget about that whole plot. And then at the end, it's like, oh, hey, dear, hey, sexy man. You know, and it's like, oh, okay, right. Yeah, they've brought this back. It makes no sense.
0: Yeah, it's not just his personality. Like, it's like this computer is dating Kirk. <laughs> <laughs> <Trying to laughs> date him.
2: That's what I, th- that was another thing I thought. I thought that K- Kirk had intentionally had the computer made this way. And then when they were telling Captain Christopher about it, it was like, oh, it was this, oh, this computer, computer error. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how this happened. Like I don't know what's going on here. Oh, it's not. I didn't. I don't jack off. <laughs> this is not something
0: I'm. Starts in reading of. out his browser history. <laughs> what? What is this malfunction, spy? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't know how this happened. Someone else has been using my computer, my, computer, my onboard computer. I don't know. <laughs> they've changed the settings i'm not good with technology i'm just the captain i don't know how this works
0: <laughs> so i think it's a fun episode i, I, I fun, enjoyed yeah. it i feel like um uh lucille ball owns the production company that made or owned the production company oh, that made okay. star trek uh desilude productions i feel like she would have been on board with this yeah yeah it's got Something—it's probably not intentional—but something about her sort of style. It's kind of yeah. Like she would
2: when she's in the office, in. just checking up on things, they're like, "All right, well, Lucy's here. Yep, we better
0: make this one fun. Quick, <laughs> do some flips while you're fighting. <laughs> <laughs> Don't like it. Don't like a fight too serious. Yeah, it reminds it." Yeah, there's elements of these shows, and I guess it's just the style of TV at the time. It reminds me of Bewitched or I Dream mm. of Genie, even a, a little, little bit, bit of magic like, about it.
2: Yeah, there was a little bit of Mash in there too. Like when you said that they, the same director directed a couple episodes of Mash, I was like, yeah, okay, yeah, I felt I felt like that too. There's a bit of Mash in it, you know. Yeah, there you go. It's a bit of yeah. jokey, jokey Mash, you know, serious but fun.
0: Yeah, and I didn't, I didn't sort of do a deep dive on that guy's resume, so I don't know if he. Is responsible for a whole lot of mash or whatever. Okay, but, yeah.
2: yeah. It had that. It had, yeah.
0: feel, it had a feel to it. But anyway. Interesting.
2: Mm. I was like, oh, it, But bewitched, and that definitely, it definitely had a bit of a bewitched feel to it.
3: Yeah.
1: Especially the end that has that very like 60s sitcom, everything is wrapped up and we're all going to share a joke.
2: Yeah. 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 That's it. And then the computer chimes in with some hacky, like, hey, dude. And you're like, oh, okay. And yeah. Yeah. Then-
0: you the the comedy clarinet.
2: <laughs> Is that a thing now, comedy clarinet? I think so. The next time I do a gig, mic I will, will play you, clarinet. You come up, play the clarinet when I yep. so people
0: know when to laugh? I'll just be beside of stage, just doing some interpretive clarinet <laughs> and some interpretive dance while I'm at it. Oh, you better get used to the wah wah. You better play that clarinet. <laughs> I'll sign for people. It's be like signing for people that speak clarinet.
1: Yeah, I just never make a reference to it. I love it. Like just have Mick there playing the clarinet and never, never say a word about it.
2: Never mention it. Never bring it up. Oh, this, I definitely wouldn't. This fucking weirdo right next to me playing the clarinet.
0: Just do it no shirtless. acknowledgement whatsoever. You gotta do it shirtless. Shirtless clarinet. Oh, for people no don't reason. want to see that. <laughs> Well, this moon tanned clarinet player. <laughs> <laughs> uh, any closing thoughts? Look, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the episode. I thought I it was time.
2: fun. It was. It was a fun episode. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was. It didn't take itself too seriously. I felt like I don't feel like it. It like all. Oh, I don't mind holes in things when it is obviously a joke. Like when it's obviously meant to be ridiculous. You're like, yeah, this is. I'm just on board. I'm just here to have fun. It was, and it was fun. That's what it was. It was a fun episode. And yeah, good one to go back in on. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. The this series seems to be, and I think it's okay, but different episodes are almost slightly different genres, mm. which is interesting. Yeah, good fun. So they're not all that same tone. They're all no, they're often a lot more serious. Like we've had some pretty serious episodes about war and invasion and massacres and, and that Teen sort of pregnancy, thing. and <laughs> like this is not Degrassi Junior High.
2: <laughs> ah, well. <laughs> I'm on the oh shit really I'm on the wrong podcast sorry guys
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I've just got some thoughts on Young Drake I just need to get
0: out. <laughs> so the the time travel and the method of time travel you know flying around the sun as fast as possible mm-hmm. um, is a precursor for the '80s movie The Journey Home. Uh, so, okay. A, a movie where the Star Trek crew have to go to 1980s Earth. Oh, and right. they get it they get there the same way. Do they meet Captain Christopher's son? No, they don't. They go there to pick up whales because whales are needed in order country? to save the earth. Save the earth. Okay. The whole country, yes. Yeah. <laughs> they need Welsh Welsh miners to sing.
2: They couldn't teleport the whole country because the whole country didn't have a communicator. <laughs>
0: That's it. So yeah, we get that in that movie. That would be a fun movie to watch if we ever decide to watch when you a get movie. to the movies. Well, you
2: got—I mean, you're unlimited. Yeah, you and only got a couple of years of episodes. Yeah, and then you have to go to the movies, don't you? And like, yeah. yeah. What you do? Two seasons a uh, two seasons in a year, really? Wouldn't you of this podcast?
0: Yeah, if we did, we've—I've been slack, so we're ah, okay. we sort of we're. It's taken us a long time to get up to episode 20. Okay. Yeah. So we'll, we'll finish the first season sometime next year and mm-hmm. maybe get through the second. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. Maybe we can do like a watch, watch with me party or whatever. We can, ah, Patreon See, see if that syncs yeah. up. Yeah. I, don't, I, 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 need to learn to, I need to learn to talk properly before I charge people for <laughs> this <year>. shit. <laughs> cool. Anything to so- add, Emily?
1: I just, I, as much as I, Complain about the logistics of it. I do have a weakness for the Star Trek time travel episodes. I always think they're fun. Yeah,
0: well, they're, they're a staple of the the series. Like later on, and when we get into intricate things like multiple timelines and things mm. like that, that's when it gets fascinating. That's the kind of thing you can you can have a few beers and sit around the campfire and
2: yeah, and even even then like the new movies aren't they sort of all based on like a multiple timeline time travel sort of thing like it's a the, the, it's an alternate yeah, universe? yeah the latest movies are yeah, yeah, yeah the, the JJ universe, Abrams yeah.
0: ones yeah so and that's a good way to to do a reboot without sort of having to wipe, wipe. away yeah, all yeah, the previous yeah. stuff. Yeah, all the old stuff it still, still canon, fits in. But all this stuff is still, yeah, still
2: true too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's good. I like that.
0: So yeah. for all we know, the J.J. Abrams timeline is just another timeline that happened yeah. and the real timeline keeps going. Yeah, so. it's still there. Yeah,
2: it's still, yeah. it's not saying that doesn't exist anymore.
0: Yeah. 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 Which I think is good. If you could do something like that with Star Wars, maybe some of the angrier Star Wars fans might be a little bit more no, pacified. They're...
3: I don't
2: know. I'm a little bit angry.
1: No, just... they're never going to be pacified. No, you're probably right. Say, I'm, I'm
2: a little bit angry because I really enjoyed, like, especially when they uh, when they started this new lot of movies and they completely got rid of like the. I liked the Force Awakens. Uh, sorry, no, the Force Unleashed games. And I thought they were that was quite a cool story because that kind of bridged a little bit
0: between the two trilogies. Oh, so you said, want to bring in Nintendo Wii canon into the movies.
2: Well, it was on Xbox and PlayStation as well. But <laughs> I, I actually thought I really enjoyed those games. Maybe not the second one, but the first one in particular, I thought it was a great little storyline that – the Darth Vader had a secret apprentice.
0: Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah he
2: had a secret apprentice that he was trying to raise to kill the Emperor. Like, you know, it sort of said that it wasn't like Darth Vader just made this one momentary change be like, all right, fuck, I'll betray this guy I've been with for this all time. It was like he was, like, building up to that and planning that for a while. I was like, oh, that's that was really fun. I like that.
0: But, yeah, but anyway, yeah, it's gone now, so. Oh, man. I'm upset. There's a lot of Star Wars as. Is- Thousands of novels, comics, oh, all yeah. these different stories that were written after it and there's a lot of quite passionate fans mm. where is it called Disney is it the expanded universe? It used to be called that. Yeah, something like and that. And now Disney yeah. renamed it and called it legends or something. Yeah. So they basically said, Oh, these are just stories, they don't count toward the canon because yeah. they had they basically had to wipe the slate clean because you can't reconcile all ball. of that yeah, that's yeah. written by so many even, people because even there was a
2: book a series of books when i was a teenager that was all based about han and Leia's kids their son and daughter or whatever that were yeah, jealous, yeah. and i was like that was cool and luke was training him oh so they Jedi's. had good
0: kids that yeah not that asshole brat yeah, yeah. Like. <laughs> not that piece of shit well, yeah that weird the, was good. it one of
1: their kids who turned evil i know one of the kids turned evil in the books
2: yeah, kind of eventually. Like there was one it was sort of leading towards that, I think. I might have not read the whole
0: series, but <laughs> but yeah, it was leading there was one that was having trouble with stuff. But yeah. I have uh, to go back in. Just while I think of it, I know we had one email. Have you got time for email Emily?
1: Um, yeah. Do you know Darren Lechner?
0: Yeah, yeah, I know Darren. I've met Darren a few times. He's a nice guy. Down in Melbourne. Hey Darren. Sup, Darren. Thanks for writing in, pal.
1: Yeah, and Darren, this, yeah, Reptile Aliens is the subject of the email going back to last episode, Arena. And he says, hey, Jims, firstly, let me tell you, I really enjoyed your episode of Arena with Demi Laudner. The Reptile alien got me thinking of a very old TV show in the 70s I used to watch as a kid, showing my age here. It was the original Land of the Lost. The best I can describe it is Micah Greg and Cindy Brady go to the journey in the center of the Earth. There they go to Jurassic Park. They meet a rejected Ewok and they fight reptile aliens. The effects are state-of-the-art for a cheaply-made 1970s series. You can see one of the episodes here on YouTube and we'll put that link up. But yeah, I actually, I was thinking the same thing. Um, I believe the reptiles were called slea stacks. And they were basically just, they look a lot like the Gorn.
0: I've never seen this. So, uh, Emily, you've seen this series?
1: i mean this was before my time but it's one that would have re-aired and um the the alien the weird reptile aliens or i guess i don't know if they were aliens or you know prehistoric creatures or something but they're called sleestacks and they are they're just again
0: politicians but (laughs) Pretty standard, just hanging with the sleigh stacks. <laughs> They're just
1: again like, ridiculous lizard costumes. And actually, Darren, I thought the same thing when I when I first watched the Gorn episode. They're definitely very similar. Just guys in green rubber suits.
2: It's how they save uh, dollars in Hollywood? They rebuy. Like I've seen, you know, the original Starship Troopers movie. Yeah, yeah. They've I forget what it what another movie reused the same rifles, the same space age
0: rifles. Yeah, yeah. I've seen
2: it. I've seen it come up before a couple of times. So you save, you just like buy an old movie's props department.
0: Pretty Costics. standard. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely love the same sound effects, the same <laughs> same Wilhelm scream. <laughs> Did you guys watch the the newer, like the Will Ferrell uh, movie version of Land of the Lost? Yeah, once. I'm yeah, like, yeah
2: but, and that's weird. Normally, I'm a huge Will Ferrell fan. Like normally I'll watch everything over and over and over again, but I've only seen it once.
0: Dude. I really liked it. It was so I fucking weird. It, like yeah. I imagine the show was not quite as out there as
1: <laughs> I don't know man like 70s sci-fi was pretty fucking strange
0: oh yeah yeah like I don't know did you do you ever read choose your own adventure as a kid Nick? yeah yeah definitely. yeah, yeah. did you Emily choose your own oh, adventure God, books yeah
1: they were amazing
0: did you ever there was there was one called journey to the center of the earth and it was yeah. kind of like that you start off in Iceland you fall down a ravine and it was essentially just plagiarized you know Journey to the Centre of the... Hang on. Maybe it wasn't called Journey to the Centre of the Earth. That's a movie.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, that's a movie. And there was one that was just...
0: Whatever it was, but yeah, it was about that. And it, they plagiarised the whole movie or Jules Verne book or whatever it was. But, <laughs> but yeah, it was just full on just weird shit. Let's, it's basically Twilight Zone. Let's, all these, let's have everything weird we've ever thought of and cram it all into the centre of the earth. <laughs> Start with dinosaurs and go from there. You get to the center of the earth and there's
2: spaceships, and you're like, Well, this doesn't, none of this, ah, this, this doesn't make sense.
0: It's the Bermuda Triangle of the earth. Um, why do these airplanes, why do these jets have nukes on them?
2: That's ridiculous.
0: So dangerous. I like in that movie. Have you seen that movie, Emily? The the new, the Wilfara one?
1: No, I haven't.
0: Um, they do a. They find this giant crystal, and when you sing into it, it auto tunes your voice. So they start singing "Believe" by Sher. <laughs> I think I don't even know if that's the name of the song. Do the lyrics you are
2: in life after love." Is that the
0: one? Yes, <laughs> beautiful. Oh, big Sher fan. We're gonna crank. We should crank out Sing Star after this. We've had enough beers. Yeah, let's pass. <laughs> let's get into it. let karaoke. Get a bit of Womack and Womack.
2: Can we? Does how does, can we, we Emily. Skype Emily to get her in
0: on the karaoke? <laughs> Skype you into my PS two. <laughs>
1: oh weird! Suddenly my internet doesn't seem to be working. What a shame! Oh
0: no! Ah, ah, ah.
2: <laughs> nah, she's got to. She's still on tour to us much longer. She's got to hit the town. Yeah, that's it. Got to get amongst it, man. John is not going to dance himself to sleep. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fran Drescher. <laughs> I <haven't seen> Queens. <laughs> <laughs> who, who would you prefer to dance with? John Travolta or Fran Drescher? Uh,
1: Fran Drescher.
0: Yeah, mm. I was
2: going to say that's not even a competition. Just go Fran, Fran Drescher.
0: Drescher. I rewatched The
2: Nanny recently. That holds up. That is still funny. Yeah, it's still yeah. very funny. Yeah
0: uh we are better nick Carr. how can we follow you on the social media
2: uh nick car comedian i think on like instagram and twitter i think i can't remember i think Twitter's that's it i don't know but i don't do much on twitter don't bother it's it's garbage but uh instagram i'm I'm, i've got some stuff on instagram
1: (laughs) some great (laughs) self-promotion yeah yeah i think
2: i I think i'm nick car comedian nick car comedy on on facebook uh do a bit up there too this I'm around. I don't know, just Google me. Um, I'm doing for Australian or for Queensland Australian listeners, or for people uh, outside who want to come. I'm doing a show with uh, Nick Capper and uh, Brett Blake, 21st of December, and the Christmas comedy extravaganza in Toowoomba. Mick's going to come. It's going to be a will sick be night. There. Yeah, yeah. I think yep. there is a. If you search on Sticky Tickets for uh, com- uh, Toowoomba Comedy Extravaganza two, uh, it will be there. Uh, there's no pictures or anything up for it yet, but you can still buy tickets. Nick Cab is going to do the poster this week. It's going to be a lot of fun.
0: So Fantastic. if you're around, come along. Come I on. can't wait. It's going to be so much fun. it's just because yeah, if it's anything like
2: last year, it's the show is going to be pretty loose. But then we're going to go out afterwards, and everyone's going to get messy. So everyone's going to sleep on my lounge room floor. So that's fine. It's good. I have got spare mattresses, spare beds. We're good to go. We're good to go. Wonderful.
0: For a good cause too, to raise money for men's health awareness. Oh, no,
2: that's on the 30th. This one is to raise money for me and Brett and Kappa to get real drunk that night. <laughs> that's nice. still a good we literally price. all spent every dollar we made on that on the night out afterwards.
0: So Okay, so this will come out this week. You've also got an awesome show on for Movember, yeah, which is where in Australia yep. for charity, people grow a moustache. Mm-hmm. Uh, Normally, men um, grow a moustache yeah. <laughs> uh, during the course of um, November and raise money for men's health awareness. So it's right at the end of the month. It's a last-ditch
2: effort to raise money for the cause. Um, so yeah, coming. I think it supports men uh, like men's uh, like depression and stuff. I think that's the, sort of the idea of it generally. I'm not sure. Maybe it's prostate
0: cancer. I don't know. I think it's everything. I think they contribute to multiple men's things. I think it's issues. mostly about awareness yeah. and the fact that men generally don't go to the doctor or. Yeah. Talk about their feelings or do anything to look after themselves, <laughs> <laughs> except get drunk and watch sports. <laughs> yeah. So, also,
2: if you want to do that, come down. We'll get drunk and uh, probably not watch sports, but we'll get drunk afterwards. But yes, yeah, thirty November at the Drink Enough, so we can weekend. talk
0: about our feelings. Yeah,
2: it. it's a free. That one's a free show. So just come along. Buy a drink. Oh no, it might be uh, there might be a door charge. I'm not actually running this one, so I don't know. Wonderful. Self-promotion. There, might, there may or may not be a door charge. <laughs> It may or may start, not
0: cost you money, yeah. but what are you taking donations or something? From yeah, we taking
2: yeah. there'll be a donations bucket, and then I think last year I don't know again I haven't confirmed this to venue, but I think last year they did a deal. It was once the the bar owner got drunk himself, he was like, you know what, three dollars out of every drink or whatever it was went to the Holy course, shit. So he might do that as well. Nice. But I'm not sure. I'm not promising. Depends he does how that. drunk you get him. Yeah, see
0: what happens. This <laughs> is Toowoomba, my friends. <laughs> if you're not familiar with the the regional city of Toowoomba. That sums it up in one sentence. It's loose. If the bartender gets drunk, yeah. I, he look, might donate more. <laughs> he might donate
2: more. And also, I am unsure of every detail other than the date. So <laughs> just be in tour, brother, 30th of September somewhere. No, also, November, this
0: bar, Emily, is called, just to reiterate, is called the Spotted, the Spotted Cow. Cow. It's a good bar. Beautiful. It's best good pub bar. Tour, good bar, good people. Tour,
2: yeah. Very good. That's all the promo I have to do.
0: <laughs> Wonderful. Um, did I hear a rumour you're doing uh, Melbourne Comedy Festival next year? Is that something I to am. talk about? Yeah, I am, actually. Yeah, I am. I'm doing So a, a, exciting.
2: I'm doing a split bill with uh, two of the other Brisbane heroes. Mick would know them very well. Um, Christopher Martin
0: and uh, MJ Wong. Fantastic. It's going to be fun. Three very funny lads. Yeah, it's going to be cool. It's
2: going to be cool. The Big Boys of Brisbane Comedy. Wonderful. And so that's it,
0: yeah. Melbourne International Comedy Festival is probably like the Australian equivalent of I guess Montreal, really. Montreal, yeah. 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 yeah.
2: It's... it's the biggest one in Australia. Yep. Yeah. And I think we're just doing the last two weeks. We're at the Fad Gallery at 8 o'clock. 8 p.m. at the Fantastic. Fad Gallery. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm to sneak down for that. Yeah, come yeah. down. We, we, we're doing the last two weeks. I'll be there for the drunk cast and that as well. The oh, Dum Dumb stuff. It, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, but... Very good. But Emily, going to come over? Are going to buy tickets?
1: <laughs> you know, I actually really do want to do Melbourne, but I can't do it next year because that's – it's really close to... So it's really of... close to a Star Wars Celebration. Like, I think it's at the same time, even. And that's already ah, okay. spending a whole lot of money that I can't really afford to spend, so...
2: Ah, and you have to save up for all those courses on making better excuses. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Look, it, it's not cheap to go to Australia.
2: So it's not cheap. Not... Uh, definitely, we know, because it it's not cheap to go to America either. But, but um, you know, what I'm saying is... Um, the three of us are funny enough to be worth it
1: so. <laughs> I should just go Very just good. see your well, show and then leave that's the only thing I'll do in Melbourne
0: yeah that's it Yeah, just an overnighter you don't want to soil it with any other bad comedy you just want to see the best <laughs> yeah fantastic one day Emily one day yeah. look at you Cool. So that's that's your plugs done, Nicholas Carr?
2: Yeah. I mean, I don't think I have anything else going on, really.
0: <laughs> I feel that's like it. in your future you've got a Christmas movie where you play Santa one day. Oh, definitely, a Magnificent yeah. beard. I'm also... It could be uh, the Kirk Russell of
2: <laughs> I, I want to lose, 2028. <laughs> I want to lose weight because at some point they're going to need... Uh, I'm going to need to stay this fat to like, I'll just shave my head and play Louis (laughs) C.K. You're
0: (laughs) going to do the bail. I I wasn't saying you're fat. I was just (laughs) talking about the magnitude of beer and the presence.
2: Oh, yeah, that's it. I'll do that too. Um, Although although your daughter completely missed the fact that I have blonde eyebrows. So Sorry, I'm halfway (laughs) there.
0: (laughs) So exciting. Emily Lind, how can we follow you on the social media on the internet
1: you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at EFLIND that's at E-F-L-I-N-D. I also have a Star Wars podcast that I do with my friend Brittany Brown, and that is called the CantoBite Dispatch.
0: Wonderful podcast. Nice, nice. math to check him out you can follow us on at he's dead Jim pod uh we're on the May, all the main socials and you can send us an email at he's dead pod at gmail.com and thanks very much uh, darren for your email loved it absolute champion darren thank you guys have a wonderful week thank you for listening as always and we'll be back very soon with a wonderful episode uh how do we sign off now demi gave us a new sign off
1: Something, something, Until something, then, keep the Star
0: Trance alive. <laughs> <laughs> Do we all have to say it together?
1: I was going to say, we really should just isolate Demi's audio clip and use that from now on, because nobody can say it quite like her.
0: Oh, we're gonna have a crack. We're, we're gonna go. We're gonna go. So, what's the line? Keep the star. Keep Trent the alive. star Trent alive. Trent, Trent.
1: Yes, okay. star Is Trent. in a
0: man's name. <laughs> okay, Star Trent. All right. <laughs> Until next time. Keep, keep the, the star, star, star Trent, Trent alive. Trent alive.